What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 109 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Chris isn't here again. Hopefully, we can get him back soon. Someone has taken the poor boy, and we're trying to get him back. So if you see him, send him our way. Uh, but in the meantime, quick reminders to download and play Sims 4 and Bioshock Collection. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back to the other month for Plus Club. Let us know we thought of those games. This is a really short month, so fucking get on this shit, because we're already like halfway through. It's crazy. I hate this month. It's so fucking short. Uh, Chevy, play those games. <laughs> Randomly picked game of the month is Monster Hunter World plus Iceborne. Make sure to play that as well. Come back at the end of the month for game of the month. Tell us what you thought of that game. You loved it. We know that already. We're going to tell you how much we love it as well. And we're going to have that conversation. So it's going to be a big circle jerk. You're going to love it. Um, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. If you love us a lot and you've already commented, shared, and uh, did all that stuff, subscribed. Maybe you're a new subscriber. Welcome. Uh, check out our Patreon if you'd like to uh, potentially contribute to the channel even further. Um, especially if you're a millionaire. That'd be cool. Uh, and also, ask TLG. Hashtag ask TLG. If you want your comment to be considered to be on the show, Taste the Cast today, this show, uh, make sure to put in hashtag ask TLG. Makes it easier to find some. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we just kind of pick them as we go. And uh, I like doing that as well. But if you're like, hey, I'd really love if they'd address this for sure. There's a better chance because I'm going to prioritize that one. Uh, it might even be the very first one that I bring up. Uh, yeah. So taste cast every taste cast. We typically talk about what we've been playing. My list is medium sized, but only two of them I really want to talk about. The rest of them I'm like, hey, whatever. So uh, how, what's your list like? Uh, four games, but I don't think I really can go in depth in any of them. So, okay. Well, uh, how about you? Uh, you start us out. Off. Okay. Um, I'll start with the, the newer ones. I, I played a little free to play game on steam called cheeky chooks. Oh, you got that chook thing, <laughs> which is it. an idle click chicken raising game. Um, I love the name. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much exactly what I just said in a very short uh, blip. It does have some fun, like, you know, creative things to it. Like when you hatch uh, rare chooks, they can be like really ridiculous colors or have like crazy designs. Uh, the game will also throw mini games at you to kind of make you participate. Um, a lot of like idle click games make you start clicking things. This is more like come back every once in a while, sell the eggs and then play the mini game, which is pumpkin smashing, which the chickens will help you do. Uh, find the hats. Some chickens will be wearing hats and you click on them to find them and uh, find the chicken or chook. And I don't have enough chooks to do that one yet, apparently. So there's a chook. <laughs> they're, they're chickens. God. Um, so it's an auto click game, but there's things to interact with. Yeah, it's not. It's it's like an auto an idle click game, but mm -hmm. there's no clicking. Really? It's just idle with mini games. Um, would you recommend it? Um, so that's free to play. It is free to play. So, I mean, yeah, you got nothing to lose. If, yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff, it's it's entertaining for a little bit. Is um, it on mobile? I don't know. I played it on Steam. Let's so. look into it. But, yeah, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, if you're into those type of games, I tend to dabble with them from time to time. So, um, yeah, interesting. I don't know if it has the long haul to it like some of them do, but it's a fun you know couple hours at the very least. Mm -hmm. I also played... I already forgot the name of it. Well, I played Sims 4, which was one of the games that I was supposed to play and did play. So, um, I Cheeky Chooks is on Android. Oh, cool. I'm downloading it now. Um, <clears throat> can't talk too much about it, obviously, but I have put in um, quite a few hours already. and You probably put in more than I did. And I got two different characters to kind of get two different experiences. One I was more interactive with. The other one I kind of just let play itself. So 
Um, yeah. If you've played Sims before, I would just say you pretty much know what to expect. Just yeah. kind of stick it to that point. I think but we'll we talk will more be talking detail. about it more later yeah. this month. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I had the same impression. I was like, I've played this before. I've never yeah. played this game before. Yeah, exactly. When I was playing. I was like, this is a higher graphic expansion. Really, a lot of the the talking points, I think, uh, to give you kind of a view to the future, will be the platform in which it was played on, and, and more so than I think the I game have itself. The most I have to say about the game has to do with it on console. Mm-hmm. So yeah, look forward to that. Yeah, um, I play, play it. Uh, Based off of the fighting game coming out, me having a little bit of history with Gotcha Games, and then someone popping in the Discord and talking about it, I tried out Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, that How? was that was kind of a pain in the butt to figure out. Did <laughs> uh, you buy it? No, no, it's a free game. Oh, not no, the versus, oh, not versus. My bad. The Gotcha I Game. I got confused. Um, so I have an iPhone. I'm and so sorry. It makes it even more difficult, uh, at least uh, in the aspect that I have to have a Japanese iTunes account and I didn't want to do that. Apparently you can play it via browser though. So that's how I played it. Nice. Um, it's a gotcha game and I'm not trying to, to ruin anyone's, you know, fun. Who's like really into it. The it it's, it's neat. I would, I would probably play it a lot. I'm a little burnt out from like two years of like final fantasy Brave Exodus though. So yeah, you were fucking hardcore in that. Um, so I'm not really in the market for a gotcha game right now, but I did want to check it out. I love the art style. Reminds me of final fantasy tactics. And, I like the uh, too. I yeah. don't know shit about the game, but yeah, every time I see it, it looks cool. It's beautiful, and they, the game itself is kind of like older style gotcha, mm-hmm. and it's still, I think, the art style tra- or still is good to look at. Um, I did see a little bit of the fighting game, and I'm a little more intrigued, but I love uh, Arc System Works' style when it comes to fighting games. Did they make it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they made that. Yeah, so... I watched people play it, and I was like, oh, what's this shit? It looks game? like Guilty but, Gear. <laughs> but I was instantly drawn to it when I was yeah. watching people play I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I, I might have the exact company wrong because I know there's uh, the publisher and, and one of the developers of the fighting games have very similar names. So, um, but yeah, it's in that family essentially of, mm-hmm. of developers. And then I played Final Fantasy 14, getting ready for um, when you guys watch this, it'll be patch day for me and I will be uh, absorbing all the new content at that point. So, um, yeah, that's, or no, day after you watch this. Sorry, I'm getting my shows mixed up. Yeah, well, we do them pretty back to back now. So, yeah. I remember we had Tasty Tuesday, and then we had, originally it was like a Friday or Saturday show, and I just kept pushing it further and further back, so I'm like, I want my weekend, but I want to do the show as well, so <laughs> you'll have to deal with, it's going to come out, I, I always say the weekend, but it comes out Monday pretty much, yeah. so you got Monday, Tuesday shows. Yeah, anyway. I, I mean, that's pretty much it. I, I, I don't really have anything really to report in 14. I uh, I assisted you with getting some of the event stuff done before they, they went away, um, and then... Like I said, I was I've been just kind of mostly prepping my my character for um, patch stuff, and I didn't have a lot of prep to do anyways. I still have to go and and trade in my my tombstones or tombstones uh, so that I don't have to worry about converting them. I know some people cap them out and convert them uh, currency in game, so I'm not losing people too much here. Uh, I will say this people probably don't even know what the fuck you're talking. Yeah, every about. couple patches they change the currency in game, and you can convert the old currency to the new. So you might think you're talking about frozen pizza. Yeah. Or graveyards. Wrong tombstone. I got like 50-some tombstones. I got out of the graveyard. Call the cops. Yeah. That's it for me, though. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I only have a couple I, w- I need to really talk about. been playing more Warson, which is an ARPG on CryEngine. I talked about it in prior episodes. Uh, I'm really digging it. Um, I'd like to play with somebody. It's it's 
it's the Diablo experience. It's an RPG. It plays like you'd expect. It has some stuff about it that's really flashy and really nice looking, which I really dig. Uh, the story is very, it's very story heavy. It's nice. You run into characters. They have like full on conversations. Your character talks a lot. Um, and uh, it's cool. There's, I'm getting like Warhammer vibes from it though. Some of the people who are like heavily armored are like in like crazy, very Catholic almost looking uh, cathedral looking armor. Huh. Um, but then I saw other characters that looked more like roguish that looked nothing like that. So that might just be that faction, which is kind of interesting. But uh would definitely recommend that game so far. A lot of that jank that I was talking about before, I did fix it uh, in the options when it comes to clicking on and dragging the mouse over to people. It says auto attack. That's what they call it in that. And you essentially, if you click in a direction and enemies come into contact with you while you're holding down the mouse, your guy will start hitting them. So it's kind of weird. It's not quite like how you know Blizzard and other games have done with newer ARPGs, but uh, it works. So I think it's a lot better. Um, him walking into them though still kind of happens, which is kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, check that out if you're curious about. It. I would I would definitely recommend it. Um, although I want to play that uh, multiplayer. Uh, also been playing Pegan Online. That game is really fucking fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, it feels more like a finished game than the first time I played it. Um, and the characters I've unlocked, they're all really interesting. In fact, gameplay-wise, I enjoy Pagan Online more than I enjoy ARPGs because I feel like I'm more involved. Hmm. Um, less moves, although they added a bunch of shit to the skill trees now, which is nice. There's way more things to be clicking through. Before, there's like two options per thing, which was kind of like disappointing. But now there's like a whole tree of, of your moves they have to unlock and then the modifiers to them so now is that a release product or is that an early access title i don't know if it's still in early access or not because fucking games on steam will be in early access for like six years um or you can be warframe and never leave it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then like eight years later finally it's like the game is released and i'm like that's a weird way to put it because i've been playing this for fucking years this is part of my life at this point and fucking now you're like that's out um what game recently just oh dreams everybody's talking yeah. about dreams lately and i'm like I've been, I've been playing that. Like, it's so weird <laughs> not to be like, I played it first. I'm just saying, like, I bought it in early access because it was a game I was looking forward to for a long time. And then lately, everybody's like, Dreams is really cool. I'm like, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad people are playing it. It's awesome. Um, I actually need to hop back in that because I wonder I'm how much it's changed. I'm sure by now there's some fucking crazy shit to look at. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so Pagan Online uh, has multiplayer. Want to try that as well. Um, way satisfying to play. I'm really enjoying it. And the classes that I have unlocked so far is like this uh, dude with a boomerang who's almost like um, you'd expect to be like um, uh, he has a pet bear. So And you run around with that bear and the bear attacks and they attack it and you run around. You throw the boomerangs constantly and they come back so you're kind of ranged. Okay. Um, but his his... All the characters have like a shift button that's some kind of uh, mobility move. And his is he he becomes ethereal and teleports into his bear. And the bear's just tanking damage while you're not taking damage. And uh, it heals you. And so it's you like the take out. on a druid? Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucking world's looking for. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's it's kind of cool. I only have three moves so far for him. But um, way different than my gunner guy, who I'm really digging. Uh, he's got like a blunderbuss that hits everybody. He's very agile. He does a lot of movement stuff. Throws down tar on the ground. Speeds me up. Slows them down. Later you can ignite it. I have two turrets I can drop down that are called rats. That's because the turrets have two little rats that are always on your shoulders. Yeah, you told me On this. top of the turrets. <laughs> just pop, 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 pop shooting. So I think it's kind of funny. Some really cool um, style to the game. I really dig it. Um, so I would 
Definitely recommend that one as well. Both those games, definitely recommend. More people should play these games. I don't know anybody who plays them. Uh, played Sims 4. Uh, like you, I kind of hopped in, kind of checked around to see what's new with Sims 4. I've played one a shitload uh, and the expansions. Two, I played quite a bit. Three, I didn't really touch a whole lot, but I watched a friend play it quite a bit. And four, I just didn't touch. Um, when it came out, it was during that time where, and still is that time where EA releases a game and it's looking less than interesting, I guess. The graphics look worse than the prior game and the features are blah, 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 blah. But so many expansions have come out for that game by this time that it's it's finally at the point where you should probably, you know, thinking about it because I'm sure we'll be getting a Sims 5 here soon. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that more. But um, yeah, I have, I have a lot to say on it, but not necessarily about the game itself. Like it's kind of just expected. So what that means, you'll find out. Uh, I've played Bioshock 1 through 3. And by that, I didn't beat them. I just dabbled a bit in each one. I kind of wanted to see what these remastered versions on PS4 look like because I played Bioshock when it came out. I never played Bioshock 2. And then I played Infinite on PC. So I got to see that game at you know, really good graphics. Um, and uh, without talking about my opinions on these games too much, um, holy shit, those games are fucking imaginative, man. <laughs> They're so unique. So fucking unique, man. It's crazy. We'll talk about that more. I don't think they have teams around anymore either. They are. Are they? I, I thought people left it for some reason. No, people did leave it. Mm. Like the people who were responsible for it are, are gone. After yeah, yeah. Infinite. Um, but uh, they still exist because I, I believe they are working on new Bioshock. Um, so if it's good or not, I don't know. Um, if it will be because I'm very I'm very heavy believer in like the minds that come up with stuff. You can try and replicate what they did. But you weren't the one conveying that info. They were. And they're the ones overseeing it to make sure their vision was met. Now you're just trying to emulate it. And some people do a good job Yeah. at copying and emulating what people have done before them. Or maybe adding their own flair to it. Which, if you're also a brilliant mind and you take someone's idea and you make it into something else that's great, awesome. But a lot of times you just have somebody going like, we need, we need another one in the series. We don't got the minds that created it. So just follow the blueprint. Yeah. And it'll feel empty deflated or they're not going to nail it so um you know but i i do think 100 percent. we'll talk about this more but i do think we are overdue for two games fable and bioshock um just because fable three and four three was a great step uh past two it did what two should have done in a lot of ways um four felt way too rushed um there's a fable four right i think it, i think it's just three but is it just three? Yeah, I think maybe so. I'm hoping for four. What the fuck was the other? There, game? there was that one weird one coming out that was supposed to be like this, like almost like top down, like adventure game that they See, were. It's been so long. I forgot fucking what fables even existed. Um, I think at this point they make another fable game. They really got to go ham on it. Cause the name, the name fable four well, is being worked on. Okay. Um, my mistake. Uh, yeah, three three did a lot of cool things though with the multiplayer, but the game just didn't have the same kind of. Because I never beat that. It was one. the same game again. That's yeah, yeah, and that's what I was my my fake Fable Four is like three. That's what I meant. Three is like two. It just did multiplayer better yeah. and that kind of shit. So. You know, yeah, it's it's like they the everyone bitched about two. And they just kind of like re released it with good multiplayer. Because I I think me and you played Fable Three uh, together. Yeah. yeah, and it was a blast in that regard. Yeah. Um, I just I, yeah, at this point. With especially with us now going into another console cycle, if they make another fable. It needs to be like big, yeah. big game. So. Well, that, that's that's the thing is, and I, I'm not trying to get too far into this conversation, but um, 
Fable, the reason I say Fable and Bioshock are ready for sequels is because it's been a while. Mm. They set a standard back then, but I think it's time to take what happened and evolve it in a big way. Yeah. Not just make the next game, make the next fucking revolution in gaming, essentially. A new Bioshock that had the best graphics that you can currently get mm. with some fucking crazy imagination like we expect from Bioshock with better gameplay mechanics. Um, we'll talk about that more. Um, something more engaging to me. Uh, would be fucking phenomenal. Um, and then with Fable, Fable has so many cool fucking ideas. For sure. But make it grander. Make that a bigger fucking RPG fantasy experience with the same characteristics and style and, and charm that Fable has. Because Fable, you look at Fable, that's Fable. It so, doesn't look like Elder Scrolls. It's so crazy too because Fable is like always like this close to a home run. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. Because Fable 1 is probably my favorite tonally. Because it has that dark fantasy they talked about before right. the game came out. They're like, Fable's going to be a dark fantasy. And it was. It had this cool, like, fairy tale esque fantasy feeling to it. Fable 2 kind of lost that. Yeah, they got it kind of goofy. It got more whimsical, in my, mm -hmm. in my opinion. It got more, like, fanciful. Like, it, it was this, like, goofy but charming fantasy fairy tale feeling, but it didn't have that darkness to it. Yeah. And then Fable 3 threw all of it out the window and just was trying to make like more of a fantasy game Yeah. Um, with a lot of the social elements of, of the prior games and stuff like that while making the multiplayer better. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I, I would love all the great things from Fable put into just a fucking bolder idea. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe bring it back to something a little more fantasy because I'm, I'm fucking, I really like the first fable and, and it's tone. It's really, it's, it's almost Tim Burton-esque. And I know that nowadays that's kind of, I don't know if that's a compliment, but old Tim Burton-esque. It has this cool, um, strangeness to it, which I really dig. Right. Uh, I've been playing the division two again. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little more, uh, later in this episode, but, um, that game's real easy, man. Once you start playing it, it's just easy to keep playing it. Um, the expansion's coming out. We'll be covering that. But, uh, yeah, uh, helped a community member, Psycho, um, or played with him through the first playthrough to get him to the next world tier. Uh, Josh hopped in as well, so we were just kind of running around bullshitting and shooting stuff, and that game's a blast to play. I, I really enjoy it. It's just, uh, it doesn't have, there's no, there's no addictive quality. Uh, when you're playing it, you're like, this feels good. You're fucking, I love this. Yeah. But later, you're not like, I need that. Something right, else right. hit harder. So you're like, oh, I fucking like that way more. Um, but uh, I am excited. And we'll, we'll talk about that further. So I don't want to talk about it too much. But I, I was having fun playing that. I played it like all day yesterday. I played it a lot. It was kind of crazy. And then lastly, I played the Bleeding Edge beta, uh, which is uh, Ninja Theory's first mm -hmm. game they've developed since being acquired by Microsoft. If you didn't get a chance to check out that beta, it was on Xbox and PC through Game Pass. All you had to do is have Game Pass. You can download that. It's going to have cross-play. I don't know if it did or not. I didn't pay attention if I was playing with people on Xbox or not, but because uh, I played on PC. Um, but uh, it's going to have cross-play, and it's essentially a 4v4, uh, as they call it, because people keep looking at it, and they're like, what is this? And I tell them, they're like, oh, so it's like Overwatch? I'm like, not quite. And the way they, they call it a fighter or a brawler. So, and that kind of makes me think of like, um, streets of Asian stuff, power stone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry. When I think brawler, I think, sure. Like I, th I think the same thing too, but that's more of a cooperative game. So I think of like power stone, in the sense of like being in an arena and running around doing shit. Yeah. Those, th those weird 3d fighters, because even though the ranged characters in bleeding edge are, um, 
ranged, they're they're balanced in a way that anyone who's melee uh, can fight you. Like you're not the only thing you are really depending on with guns is to keep your distance in combat, but you're still going to be up in field spaces a lot, and you got plenty of moves to kind of counteract that. But anyway, it's a four v four fighter brawler game where uh it has different game modes the only two that they had in it so far were uh was a mode that's pretty much like battlefield there's like random points that'll pop up but unlike battlefield they're random so like there's three points in the map and all sense like a is going to start soon so everybody's running over there or sometimes it's like a and c are active right now but b's not or like b's the only one's active so it's constantly keeping running around and i think if i remember correctly if you're not on one for too long it'll deactivate so it's the game's uh really telling you to keep moving so you're not just sitting on a point the whole time and it wants you to keep fighting obviously exactly yeah. yeah it's really interesting and you got to really strategize and then the other move mode is um these uh random um boxes i guess uh will show up in groups of four on the map you have to run and find those break them and then collect these crystals i think the crystals fuck i don't remember at this point um it's <laughs> my least favorite mode of the two uh you grab those, you collect as many as you can, and then randomly a point will show up on the map where you can deposit those. The deposit process takes a second, especially the more you have. You have to stand on top of it. Your character will get down and start kind of like uh, depositing them, and there's a bar that will go. And if you get interrupted, you don't deposit any of them. So you have to complete it to get all of them in. Um, I kind of wish you could deposit piece by piece. So if you're sitting there to complete it all, maybe there's a timer, but maybe the four you put in already made it in there. I don't know, but... It is very, there's a lot of tension to it when you're doing that and waiting. You'll see some guy running up and you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So it's nice also because your team has to run defense, like Mm -hmm. trying to keep them away from you and shit. Um, But yeah, those are the two modes I played so far. And like I said, it's 4v4. So you're on team with three people. They're on team and you're fucking just going at each other. And um, yeah, I actually like this game a lot more than I thought it would. It has a really clean, really uh, just, it pops visually. It has a really good... um, almost cartoony but not quite it's very stylized art style um really smooth really shiny and nice um all the characters are augmented in some way there's a person who has pretty much like ostrich legs but they're mechanical and then her upper torso is like a human but then she has like almost like feathers in her shoulders mm-hmm. or whatever um and uh she has like really like agile moves she can like jump and shoot at people and fucking you can hold down her jump button and jump up onto ledges above and stuff she's really annoying when you're trying to kill her and she just fucking leaps somewhere um there's a guy who's a healer who sits in like a cart and he's like a pro gamer or something i didn't read their bios but uh he sits there just with like a fucking mechanical arm that holds his fucking pretty much mountain dew and uh he just sits over the controller and every character has like a mobility move to get around the map faster kind of like in uh like paladins or something when you summon your horse and you get mm-hmm. across the map faster this has something similar to that but uh it's neat because some of the characters don't most characters have a hoverboard and this hoverboard is to unlock for style reasons some of the characters don't need a hoverboard like the kid who's sitting in the in the robot thing uh when you go into his mobility mode all of a sudden like holograms of like a steering wheel show up in front of him and he grabs onto it and then like he has like a helmet and fucking there's like um uh like a spoiler on the back of it and he starts driving it and it's like the animation's fantastic the game looks really good um there's a chick who's like pretty much sitting on a wheel and she like moves really slow she's a tank she's actually really fucking good too um but when you go into her like transportation mode she like leans forward her two saw weapons that are circles into a wheel and then she just leans forward and drives like a motorcycle gotcha um 
There's a couple other ones too. That bird chick I talked about, she doesn't have a mode, but if you just run long enough, she starts running as fast as anyone doing that. So that's kind of nice. She'll get to points quickly because you don't have to essentially summon your mount. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of really cool ideas. And like I said, um, I pretty much had a general idea of what this game was going to be. Saw it at E3, saw people playing it. I did not wait in line to play it. I was like, eh, I'll wait till that comes out. Uh, seeing, you know, gameplay or whatever. Playing it though, I really like it. Two frustrations I have with it though is because it's a beta, just like myself, everybody's trying to learn how to play the game. So there's a big difference between people who are getting it and people who are not getting it. And if you were on a team with some people figuring the game out and you're against the team that had gotten shit figured out, you get fucking annihilated. It's just no contest. Um, it's so frustrating, but being the understanding person that I am, I'm frustrated, but and I'm just like, it's it's fine, but this is so annoying because like someone's playing like healer and they're just not healing people very well. Yeah. And I'm like, if I was healer, I'd be fucking healing people. Give me it. Um, or be like, fucking stay together. Stay together. Because if there's fucking four of them all together, and it's just me and one of the dude, or I'm alone because everybody just ran in different fucking directions, I'm going to get murdered instantly as soon as I run into those four people. So um, you definitely have to. It's so team-oriented. But when, you are, when you're when you playing with a team, when you're doing the steamrolling, mm. it's a fucking blast. And it's best when your team knows what they're doing and their team knows what they're doing and you have like this big battle and you're fucking inching further fucking like taking one dude out now they got three and you still have four and you're keeping everyone healed and shit and you eventually just kind of destroy them and they're on the run it's awesome so um yeah i would definitely recommend this game if that sounds interesting to you i think this is pretty much in my opinion one of the best examples of that kind of game um it's it's really fun i like also that as you play a character, you level them. And as you level, you unlock mods, which will modify their moves. So unlike a game like Overwatch, which people keep asking comparisons, because it kind of makes sense. There's their heroes that have specific right. roles and shit, but that's existed in games way before Overwatch. Um, and even in MMOs, the roles exist. Right. Um, uh, it's cool because you'll have all these moves, but then you can like change, you know, durations of how long things last, how they work. Um, for instance, the healer, I have a move that when I'm healing somebody, I get 15% of the heals I'm giving them back to me. Okay. So it keeps me alive longer to heal them. So incentivizing me to fucking always be healing. And in certain matches, I was like, this is gross. Because like me and this dude are just staying alive. And people come and start hitting me. And then that guy that I'm healing will turn and start hitting that guy. And I'm like, you're not killing both of us. Yeah. This is not going to happen. You better run. Um, so In a weird uh, sort of way, that reminds me. Because I have dabbled a little bit of PvP in 14 now. Uh, in fact, when I was helping you with your, your tombstones, that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like white mages. You, you start fighting them and they just, they're not really going to kill you, but you're not going to kill them either. You, that's the thing with yeah. the healer like that's so fucking annoying. Is if, like, if you're fighting a dude and that healer's with them, unless you have people with you, you're not killing them. Yeah. It's not going to happen. just turns into this big like fucking slap fest. That, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's just like this. I've, I've literally been in situations where I was healing a dude and there's a healer healing their dude. And those guys are just fucking hitting each other. Me and the healer just floating around. And finally I looked at the healer and I started fucking shooting him and he starts shooting me. I'm like, fuck you. And like, these guys are fighting they're We're fighting. I'm like, you motherfucker. And I, I killed them. And then I started healing my guy and I'm like, holy shit, that was close. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I can talk about it longer, but, um, it was in beta. Hopefully you got a chance to try it. And, uh, like I said, if you're if you're interested in, I would definitely recommend you check out um, why I had a stream up. It, it disappeared for some reason. Um, Thanks, YouTube. 
Yeah, YouTube always... This has happened two other times with streams. It's kind of weird. I don't know what the fucking problem is. I try not to guess anymore and just fucking go with the go with the fucking flow. Wouldn't you have a VOD on Twitch? Yeah, you can uh, check out... Am I Tasty Senpai on Twitch? Yeah. Or TLG Tasty Senpai. Check out Tasty Senpai. Link down below. Twitch if you want to watch my gameplay of it. Um, I was up to like 7.38 a.m. playing that game. I was delirious playing that game. I was losing a lot because I was just like fucking not there. But I was actually enjoying myself playing the game and, and trying to... It's a game like... It, I think that one of the better comparisons to this game is For Honor. Okay. I th- But but not combat-wise. Just like the idea. Right, right. Because one of the things about For Honor that I can appreciate but I don't love is the combat. Yeah. Right? This game has a similar thing where your team is running and doing the objectives and their team is running and doing the objectives. But the combat's more similar to an MMO PvP almost. Yeah, yeah. But it's also action-y. It feels really good. It's It's really reactive. It's less like... You're just paying attention to the DPS you're doing, right? It's right. More so, you're actually doing active moves and dodging and stuff like that. So, anyway, it's it's cool. I like it. I will probably pick it up when it comes out, which is not something I thought. Like I said, I had zero hype for this game before. Outside of going like, oh, cool, Microsoft bought Ninja Theory, which is a fucking get, and then uh, <laughs> now I'm playing this game. And I'm like, I hope that does well, especially yeah. like crossplay. That's awesome because that means I can buy it on PC and not not worry about not being able to play with people for sure on Xbox. So, all right, anything else you've been playing? No. All right, let's know in the comments. What games have you guys been playing? What games are you planning on playing? Is there games that we should be playing right now? And uh, everything in between. Is there something you played recently? And you're like, I fucking hate this game. Warn me, please. I need these warnings because I play everything. And it'd be nicer if I played a couple games less. Because I'm like, you know what? I heard a specific person say this game's fucking garbage. Be that person in the comments below. Uh, so we went and saw Sonic. Yeah. The Hedgehog, the movie. Mm. Um, we're going to do a quickie review. So, uh... In case you don't know, the Sonic movie is out. Uh, It's about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Everybody knows that the original version of Sonic looked like a little demon, fucking rat boive, blue rat boive, as I call him, um, which translate to blue rat drink. Um, And uh, they changed him over to a little chubby boy, which is the way I like Sonic to be, a little chubby boy. And um, yeah, we went and saw it. Yes. Uh, And quickly, what do we think? Um. Well, first off, this movie is for everybody. It's uh, a family movie for sure. Yeah. I could definitely see kids liking this a lot. Yeah, you you don't have to have any knowledge of Sonic to to play this, um, or to play this, watch this. But that's the problem. Earlier, I was talking about uh, Silent Hill, and I was talking about Silent Hill the movie and Silent Hill the game with Cody. And I started calling one the. I was like, yeah, in the game. I was like, wait, the movie. And I like, yeah, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I just wanted I, I just wanted to piggyback real quick though. Yeah. This movie could be watched by anybody, regardless of if you played Sonic, but Sonic is such, people forget, Sonic's such a fucking icon, like Mario, that you don't even have to be like a gamer Mm. to to be like, oh, Sonic, the little fat hedgehog, that's cool. Um, But also, this game nods a lot to people. Yeah, this movie, (laughs) this movie nods a lot to people who have played Sonic, a lot. It it was made by people who've played it, which is cool. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) Um, I don't want to talk too much in detail about the movie itself because I honestly, I, I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, uh, I'm going to suggest just right off the bat that you, you go see it. It's worth seeing in theater. Um, just to throw that out. It's like the highest grossing video game movie at this point. Yeah. Um, is wild. And, and you know, kind of like where I started, you know, you can, you can appreciate it, um, depending, you know, regardless of your, 
uh, personal investment in the the character and gaming franchise. That being said, like you were saying, the nods to Sonic are uh, they're in there. They don't feel super cheesy, which is nice. They're they're literally just kind of little Easter eggs that are sprinkled in there. Um, I think very tastefully, um, and they used a lot of elements from the games um, and made them make sense in like even lore wise in this movie um, without spoiling too much like the way rings work mm-hmm. um they kind of melded some ideas together for that but still technically in the games the, the movie as a movie is pretty simple and straightforward yes in fact that's probably one of my only complaints about the movie is it is it's a very basic very super basic very yeah. basic movie but i think it's safe because it's better you make a fucking passable movie than a shit movie but i do think it's very clever yeah. In a lot of ways. And particularly in the ways that it's nodding to people who know Sonic. And not even just as a game, but as like, I, I kind of brought this up earlier when we were uh, kind of chatting about it, but even like the old like uh, cartoon, the, like the original yeah, cartoon of it. Sure. There's a lot of nods to that too, which is kind of neat because that was a really cool medium of Sonic growing up for a lot of people it too. It fucking nods to the, the weird Sonic pictures all over the internet. Yeah, I can't remember what people call that, but yeah. Like Sonic, no, I call it the Sonic, Sanic, Sanic, or something like that. Yeah, whatever. whatever the fucking meme is. The picture's uh, literally in the movie. There's literally yeah. a dude in the movie who's like, like a Bigfoot conspiracy theory kind of guy. He's like, there's the blue demon out in the woods or whatever, the blue yeah. devil. He pulls up a fucking picture, and it's literally one of the meme fucking pictures yeah. of Sonic, where it looks ugly and shit. And I saw that, I was like, oh, it's fucking funny. Yeah. So it's. it's it's made by Sonic fans who for understand sure. people who know Sonic, the culture of Sonic. So, which I is mean, interesting. it even uh, it even nods to his shoes. Yep, because you know that's obviously he doesn't wear a lot of clothes, so his characteristics are pretty simple. Mm-hmm. But that's a big popping feature for him, except for that original fucking version of him. <laughs> uh, for the movie version, they really I, they they it's it's a big deal what they did yeah. with changing his character over to how he looks now because i think tonally that movie would have been completely different with that other for sure character model um yeah the only other thing i'm going to add because i'm sure you have things to, to say about it too probably brief about it but this yeah. this it feels like the same way in like comic book stuff does it's an origin story though yeah so yeah. it's not super exciting in that regard um, if you already know who Sonic is, I think for a lot of people, it'll, it'll be fun for them regardless. Um, but I think if, if you're looking for like, you know, a Sonic, you know, movie that's purely like just him being him, this is like him figuring that out in an origin mm. story. So, um, it's, it's good, but at the same time, uh, there's not like a lot of like action in the movie. So, yeah. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it. I found it entertaining. Um, and the things I liked about it, I liked about it a lot. And the things I, I was not, I didn't dislike anything, but some of the stuff that felt kind of flat, I think just kind of held the movie back um, from what it could have possibly been. But when people say that, you know, that this is like a good video game movie, I could, I could agree with that. Like it's, yeah. there's nothing bad about it. Um, I think it plays it safe. I think it exists. And I think most people can watch this, which is really good because, and it stays faithful. That's a hard thing to do. Oh yeah. Most of the time when people take a video game and they try and take it, turn it into a movie, they're like, we need everybody to watch this. So we're going to make our movie, but we're going to dress up the characters in our movie, like characters from your video game and call our movie, your video game brand name to fucking trick you into fucking watching our movie. And this movie doesn't do that. This movie goes, Hey, we like Sonic. You guys like Sonic. How do we bring Sonic into the real world? Okay, well, this is our idea. Uh, so what's the problem? And how do we bring Robotnik into that equation? Okay, this is how they do that. And I think they nailed Sonic. 
Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job. He looks the new redesign, specifically in the movie and the way he moves. Like I, I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, every once in a while he'll do like a little floss move, which is a little outdated at this point. It's not as big as it used to be, but I love it. Yeah. Watching his little fucking song go. Uh, uh, you know uh, what though? Uh, like his fucking, whole character is kind of out of touch, anyways, in the in the movie. So like, what do you mean? Well, just like he doesn't um, know anything. Well, he's, yeah, because he's, he's in podunk nowhere. And he's so. living in a cave and shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's kind of a dork on his own because yeah. he's not he's not really part of society and shit. So yeah. that's a good point. Um, but uh, I liked everything about him. I, I the I think his name is Ben Schwartz or ever playing him. He did a good job. He sounded like him. They I think they did a good job. They with, got the attitude right. I yeah. think they did a job of like making him kind of funny, childlike because he is a kid in this. Um, kind of cocky, yeah. uh, but also like likable. He's yeah. not like a complete dick. I liked him as a character. In fact, like the movie surrounding him, that's where any of the weakness comes from because I really liked what they did with Sonic, like a lot. Super um, reminiscent of uh, Detective Pikachu in that regard. 100%, yeah. yeah. My, the weakest <laughs> part of that was like the story. Yeah. Outside of that, all the Pokemon and shit. And great. It was awesome, yeah. yeah. So, and this is really, really a cool thing happening right now because I've been telling people for fucking years, over 10 years at this point, way over, if you're like, you can't make a good video game movie, you can't. Well, why can't you? Those are fucking stories. They were just interactive. Stories can translate to fucking any medium. And uh, they're like, well, you, you're just not playing it. Yeah, no shit. But the story still existed and people still like that and still like the fucking characters. That can go to a movie. Um, I'm ranting at this point. Uh, <laughs> so recently we're starting to get video game movies that don't necessarily copy, which you, no one said that's what you need to do. Uh, the original source material, but it respects it. And that's what fucking matters. Mm-hmm. Because when a video game fan goes to a movie based off a video game, it's because they're passionate about that fucking video game. Not because they want to be tricked by fucking iconography of it. Um, and then, of course, yeah, you got to get other people to watch it too. So just make a good fucking story. Word of mouth will, will sell that shit. Um, like, I still think, bring up Bioshock again. Bioshock would make a fantastic fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Series. It'd make a fan. Get somebody. Get Denny Villeneuve to fucking. I say you, you need a wild mind for that one. But get yeah. Denny Denny Villeneuve to fucking direct uh, Bioshock, and it would be sick. Get Christopher Nolan direct fucking Bioshock. It'd be sick. I guarantee those movies would be good. He wouldn't fuck those up. So it really matters who you get to do it. Anyway, the people that made this respected at least Sonic for sure. Um, I I really specifically you know they did the original design. They listened, which is crazy because I'm mix. I have mixed feelings on that, but this was for the better. This is for the better, 100%. I like the way he looks. I have no complaints. Um, but uh, the other things in the movie, the, the characters he interacts with, they're all fine. They're all passable. Just like this movie. But I th- I feel like this movie is setting up something that could potentially be really cool. Um, I won't go into any of the details, but like the way the movie ends and stuff, I'm like, we could get a better movie after this. Mm-hmm. And this movie is okay, already okay. I already yeah, liked for it. Sure. I already liked it. If it can get better, awesome. Yeah. We're, we're moving forward. But lo- kind of wrapping around what, I, what I've been fucking babbling about. Is we're finally getting good video game movies. And I've, I've been saying that they used to say comic book movies sucked all the time. Yeah. And now what's the biggest thing? And I fucking hate that they're like the only big movies nowadays. But And they're good. But comic book movies went from like a joke to like the biggest thing in fucking Hollywood now. Yeah. Every fucking old uh, actor nowadays wants to get in a, a fucking comic book movie now. Because that's where the money's at. That's where the big fucking numbers are. That's where the billion dollars, uh, you know, in sales uh, is at. All that shit is just easily done through comic book movies. And but they had rough spot. There's some real shit comic book movies for like 30 years. Um, so same thing with video games. It's gonna be the same. That I guarantee. I'm calling it right now. 
it's the next frontier in fucking movies. Once they nail and understand how to make video game movies, they're going to do the same thing as Marvel does. In fact, it was weird when we started up this movie, it had like a similar like Marvel thing where it showed all these Sega games being played and then it zoomed out and said Sega, original film, and I was like, or whatever the fuck, and I was like, that's weird to see. It was weird. Um, Just like when we saw Detective Pikachu, it said Nintendo and shit, and I was like, this is so weird to yeah. be seeing this. Um, Even though we had Nintendo you know, movies back in the day. Well, Mario, that, that's Movie. a shit show. <laughs> um, and... uh it, I, I was talking about this a little bit already, but Jim Carrey, I'm just glad to see him doing a comedic role again because he's been like so depressing for the last like eight years, just sitting around painting and bitching about politics and stuff. I'm just like, you used to be like a funny guy. And now you're just kind of like, I, we all, we all have tried fucking a psychedelic here or there. Fucking, I get it. Like he might've tried one in his like fifties and all of a sudden changed his mind. But I was like, dude, relax, just get back in the movies, have fun. And he did that. In this, he was he, his character is a dickhead. He's playing Doctor Robotnik. I kept forgetting like he's the villain. He's got to be this asshole. He does a really good job. He's really you really he, hate him. Obnoxiously a dick. But he's also goofy as fuck. Yeah. Um. One thing I really liked about that though is it kind of plays into the end of the movie, which I don't want to talk about too much, where it's setting. You, you've seen the trailer. You see him, and you're kind of like, yeah, I kind of get the Doctor Robotnik thing. It goes somewhere that I feel like the next movie could really elaborate to a point where it's almost like this movie's an origin story for Jim Carrey's character. Well, yeah, and and uh, essentially just you know Sonic being a thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> Sonic's existence is the spark that changes Jim Carrey. Yeah, or uh, Doctor Robotnik. Yeah, as a character, it's really weird. I feel like that we're watching fucking Doctor Robotnik origins. Um, and it so happened his villain is Sonic. Um, yeah, and you know what's kind of nice too is is in the the Sonic games, you know, Robotnik. You know, he's always like, kind of irritated, but when he's talking about like uh, his his robots, he's always got that big goofy smile on his face. Jim Carrey did that the whole movie. Yeah, he's a complete dork. He's like, I'm the smartest person on the yeah. fucking planet, so that means everybody else is. These stupid. are my toys, and then yeah. he's like, I love robots, and eventually they're gonna take over and everything. Like he's so into them and shit. Yeah, so you can see. Potentially, again, I'd love I'd love to talk about this in more in detail, but um, if they do it right, the next movie, I think you'd get a more authentic Dr. Robotnik that you would expect from the games, while this movie kind of set up pre-Robotnik uh, before he goes like full crazy. And right. Shit. So uh, I, at first I was like, I, you know, I can kind of get behind Jim Carrey. He's having fun. I'm having fun watching him. His dance moves are fucking funny. I haven't seen him be as animated since like the Grinch right. and shit, uh, which has been a grip. Um, so it's cool to see, but then by the end, I was like, this could, this could do something. I, I get it. This is kind of cool. So all in all, I liked the movie. Um, like I said, James Marsden, I think that's his name. He's fine. He's passable with the guy who essentially is escorting Sonic around. Um, I think anyone could have played his character, but he did fine. I'm not trying to talk shit about him. And, uh, it will also say the acting is less awkward in this than detective. 100%. Pikachu. Yeah. No, this had like pro actors in it. Yeah. They all did their, they did as well as the script allowed. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jim Carrey's out acting anyone in detective Pikachu, <laughs> but the guy who played Sonic out acted. I think he did fine. He just, yeah. he played Sonic and I was like, I believe that. I believe that's Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a huge compliment. Mm -hmm. They nailed it. We all know the beginning of where this fucking, where the negative hype came from with this movie. And now I'm coming to you saying like they nailed him. They yeah. got Sonic. It's Sonic. It's Sonic. It's yeah. cool. Um, there's also a really cool homage to Sonic and the movie. 
I'm not going to talk about too much in the in the credits that that I really mm. enjoyed. Um, yeah, it's that, just, was, that it, was fun. It feels like yeah, it feels like a passion project, and it's it's really neat. Like it, it, I didn't feel like some executives in Hollywood just were like, let's make money off Sonic because they could have done that a long time ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like someone had a cool idea. Sega's like, yeah, do it, and they did it, and I think they did a good job. And I want a sequel. I will watch a sequel um, unless it they do something weird with that one as well. But so far they've listened to people and I think it benefited them. So uh, all in all, um, I liked it. If I was going to grade it, I'd give it a B minus. I was going to go B. B? Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Um, I do want more though, it's a strong which B- I minus, think is important. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does. It just, like I said earlier, it gives me that origin story vibe, which is never like an exciting thing for me. Yeah. Um, but it is necessary, obviously. And it's also necessary for people who don't know anything. And, about that, and that's what I'm saying. It's necessary. Yeah. Uh, it's that's not for me, or you know, or you, or probably most of you watching. Um, but uh, it is necessary for people who are just going to see a movie with the family. You know, they got to know who he is, where he comes from, like why he is the way he is. So. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think the movie. I think the movie's clever in a lot of ways too. That, that oh yeah and the easter eggs like we kind of brought up earlier constantly we're they're, on the on the way back constantly. in the car we we're talking about all the things that are like mm-hmm. oh he's tapping his foot the rings are being used in a way that you don't really think about too much when you play sonic but then they use it in the movie and you're like he does that in the games yeah so it makes complete sense um the, the chili dogs fucking all all sorts of shit that mm-hmm. that uh that just goes like hey guys we also we also fucking played the games so we also watched the cartoons even the way boss fights work. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put that in there too. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's all these things that like, it's just all the winks and nods. I really appreciate because they, they're coming from people who aren't bullshitting us. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Um, so, and, but just realize we got to make this for everybody, not just for the Sonic fans. For sure. So, um, I do think that they could have made like a full CGI Sonic, the exact same, uh, style. Um, the movie does, uh, you can see in the trailer starts out in a CGI world mm-hmm. and it looks good. looks really good. It does look really good. But the movie also sets itself up to not be held specifically just on earth. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want with it. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's a good start point for sure. So they, they nailed it. So B minus B, B, I almost said B plus B. Yeah. So, um, the credits roll, we'll stick around for a little bit, scene, and then credits with a black background, you can leave. So Yeah, there is a, yeah. there's a, after credits, there's two things kind of happen at the end that really you should stick around for. I, I saw the, both of those things. I'm like, I'm ready for the sequel. Yeah, so for I, sure. I, I got excited seeing that shit, but I'm a big Sonic fan from like the old days, not like the new. Well, that was, that was our console growing up. Yeah, so for sure. So Genesis. like, so this was just really fun for me to enjoy Sonic as a character mm-hmm. for the most part in the, in the story that was, that was okay. But like just seeing him and them nailing it, it's like, I like this. I can definitely get a sequel from this. And I would definitely like to see what they do with the ideas that they're proposing at the end of this. So, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, that's, that was a long conversation. I expected. Yeah. So let us know in the comments. <laughs> have you seen Sonic? Have you not seen it? Are you planning on seeing it? What do you think about it being the highest grossing video game movie? That's fucking huge guys. Not even if you don't care about this movie, but if you want good video game movies, we got to support the good ones so that Hollywood knows, Hey, people appreciate when we give a fuck. Um, we've gotten two recently. It's only going to get better from here. So let me know what you think about this. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Please no spoilers. And, uh, yeah, let us know everything you think about when it comes to Sonic, the movie, in the comments below. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about, and by first I mean third thing, is Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake opening movie. Now, this came out. I watched it, and uh, 
I, I, I almost cried watching it. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. He was waiting to react to it, yeah. and I was bad, and I was like, I can't wait, and I watched it, and I'm not joking. I legit almost cried watching the shit. Um, the nostalgia is fucking... We'll, we'll watch it. But, um, yeah, we should have covered it. We didn't. So we're doing that now. <laughs> we're a little late. We're two days late. It's not that big a deal. And uh, oh, yeah. You know, everything takes forever on the internet for people. Oh, you didn't do it in five minutes. Yeah. Eh, our community fucking no, works, I know. Not you around guys. here. Yeah. There's like, yeah, we'll get it on the weekend. Um, but always, as always, if there's something you want us to cover, let us know in the comments or in the Discord link down below. Anything you want to say on this before we jump into this? Um, I'm just, I'm looking for, I'm, I, I brought this up before, but in case, you know, you, you, you're, uh, you know, tuning in kind of, uh, more recently, I, I took a week off to play this when it comes out. So like, I'm very excited to play this. Yeah. And I'm taking a week off for cyberpunk. So yep. we're going to get some full coverage on both those games. Um, yeah. Ready? Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, and go. get ready for this fucking music. Okay. Get ready for this fucking music. All right. Three, two, one, and go. No, maybe not. There it goes. Apologies. I don't know how loud this is going to be. The logo, dude. What is fucking... Oh, God. Okay, I got that. So much childhood nostalgia today for me, man. It's just fucking. I already got chills. style I it is so good looking yeah it's incredible looking I'm gonna use a big word all right Jeremy this might be my game of the year we'll find out oh uh. <laughs> yep a good transition oh fuck yeah oh man that was that was well done dude it's so fucking good they nailed they just nailed it
This is so wild to see this. It's amazing to see this iconic ass fucking opening rendered in these graphics. detail of the loveless thing the sign Straight to the train. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's so perfect. So good looking. They're just fucking, they're doing it, man. They're fucking nailing it. <sighs> yeah. No, that's, uh... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I Even watching it a second time, I'm just kind of speechless. Because it's just like... Well, there's something that's, like, really fucking kind of crazy with this. It's like, obviously, Final Fantasy VII's awesome. But it's so, it's so legendary. But also, a lot of us at our age played the shit at, like, a, a time where, like just like that perfect time like when we're growing up that like it's got that nostalgia factor that like i have like such a deep love for this fucking game right and they're doing it so faithfully that like my hype for it's like bigger than just like a new exciting game it's just like <clears throat> justice being done to something i uh yeah i mean i mean 1997 man i yep. mean <laughs> um yeah, that, I mean, that was absolutely amazing. I, I got such, like, not even just, like, Final Fantasy VII uh, intro vibes, but they also, like, right there in the beginning, it kind of had, like, it felt like Advent Children as yep. well, which was really cool because, obviously, that is connected and to the story at this point. Advent Children, which is um, fucking Midgard is just so realized um, yeah. because they I already felt that way when I watched Advent Children. I was like, oh, wow, look at Midgard, and now oh, yeah. even more so – these densely packed streets with all the activity going along the vehicles that just completely fit with it. Like everything, lo this looks completely realized. Yeah. It's nothing looks looking. tacked on. Yeah. Uh, 
speaking about them caring about Sonic earlier, the team working on this, this isn't like the B team who's like, oh, I guess we're going to remake the game. This is people going like, we are redefining Final Fantasy VII as a game and fully realizing it. Because like that, that, like you said in the very beginning when showing the world, like during the day, Midgard, like it's it's it looks like a fucking living, breathing city. Yeah. Full of people. No, it's nuts. But and it's then, also, I, I love the beginning where it's like kind of out in the fucking middle of nowhere. And then you come into that city and it's like this dystopian fucking dirty ass place. When you leave Midgard, it's, it is that though. It's yeah. that brown yeah. forever. It's just a cool <clears throat> contrast so. of like flying from out there into the city that's sprawling and then night having a completely different feeling and the the music too turning into the original iconic fucking scene with Aerith. Well and that the, the brown's kind of important too because even in the original game when you when you are in Aerith's church and she says it's the only place the flowers grow, they even kind of show there on the street corner the dead flower. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. They like they there's the details crazy. I I'm just so ready to play this. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's right around the corner. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I can't really express the, the feeling I get seeing this because uh, it's it's like if Hideo Kojima like redid like Metal Gear Solid or something like that. It, it's like not if anybody did it, just the right people did it. Yeah, and it seems like the right people are doing this, and um, it's just it's just awesome. It's yeah. just a great. It's not even just awesome because they they redid it and the graphics are better, but like. They nailed the music transition. They nailed they nailed the fucking the cinematography. They nailed the character models. They they nailed the fucking feeling of a game that does not look like this when it originally came out. No. This feels like that game. Yeah. And they look worlds apart for sure in, in their graphics. But this still feels authentic to what that game looked like and how that game felt. Which is crazy because that was made in the fucking nineties. It's really hard to replicate feelings of an era uh when you're not in that era anymore. So just the authenticity is is through the fucking roof, and it's even this that shot where it's like panning out from fucking Midgard, and you get in that whole. I keep using the word iconic, but like, what's a more iconic game than Final Fantasy VII? When you get that shot of Midgard at night, and it flexes like Final Fantasy VII, it's just like like as soon as that fucking hits, dude, I'm just like, oh my god, dude, <laughs> this is real. Like, I can't wait for it. Um, it's oh god, it's it's hard to fucking put into words, and you guys know I can talk for fucking days, but like yeah, I'm kind of stumped right now because I'm I'm still just like processing it, thinking about it, and I'm I'm probably gonna end up watching it a couple more times after this. You it, have to, yeah. as anyone who's talked to me in Discord anytime a, a trailer for something pops out that I'm, I'm interested in, I usually watch it like fuck, I don't know ten times. So yeah, uh, hey, fuck it, let's watch it one more time right now. Sure. If I can get it to go, damn. We normally don't do this on Tasty Cast, but we're not really doing it justice. Also, fucking cloud on top of the train, just like in the fucking <laughs> original one, being just a badass, and then like I everyone... can't wait for the flip, and then yeah, he does the, it. Yeah, it yeah. The end, yeah. I saw that. I was like, fuck yeah. I yeah. didn't know if they're gonna do that or not. Hopefully, I remember to put the video up here again. Otherwise, you're just gonna watch us staring at a screen. I should hopefully be able to be a little more vocal this second time. I, Dude, I, yeah, I was too busy. I, I was luckily alone in my room yeah. so I could weep <laughs> on my own just in sheer fucking happiness. The music, dude, just fucking sets the tone. It's so perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be buying the soundtrack. So it's, Dude, it's... 
That's like when I when we went to the room before we played this at E3. They had like the music playing through speakers while we're waiting, and I was just listening to like the orchestral score. I was just like, "Oh my <laughs> god, dude, this is real! Like, it sounds so good." I was one thing about Sonic that was kind of cool too. Is one of the songs from Sonic was played on piano. Yeah. I fucking loved that. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, just, and I'm sure anyone who sees Advent Children will will get this. But like Advent Children was like this really great realization, world building, of, way yeah. past you know Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, you know the game itself's release that they took the way that game looked and made it look that way. This mm -hmm. game definitely took that style, style still, expanded it, and, yep. ex and yeah, just made it. Way Which better. is awesome because now it feels all connected. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, that right there is so fucking cool. I actually kind of hope throughout the games that we get to play through the Advent Children story. That'd be fucking That'd cool. be really cool, but we'll see. That'd be fucking... That'd be a crazy, like... I mean, you're calling now. If that happens, <laughs> that'd be an awesome way to get another game. Yeah. Just remake Advent Children while you're remaking Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> remake those fucking... The, the... Before Crisis? Yeah. yeah. Remake that, too. Just make, make Final Fantasy VII the story. That'd be fucking crazy. What's a more iconic fucking scene than that music with Aerith fucking in the ding? You know what the worst part is too? Anyone who's played the game is gonna know this, but you, you see this like beautifully rendered Aerith and you see the the um you know Avalanche members and you're just like Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Anytime you see any of them al alive. Sorry. It's just it's just, dude, the game's been out, man. It's just tragedy inbound, man. God, yeah. It's gonna be gut wrenching a second time. Like the worst this? part is the avalanche stuff is gonna be way more impactful now. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It's all gonna be more impactful. They're gonna be able to do it all better. If yeah. they don't nail it, that's gonna suck. Cause they have everything they need to fucking make it better. I mean, look at the background. It's still alive. I was gonna say, dude, it looks so good. Like it just looks realized while having like the bokeh effect essentially yep. on her. And yep. All the soft lighting and stuff, fantastic, yeah. dude. I fucking, I love it. Literally, though, like, the first time this logo popped up, I was just like, I almost lost my fucking mind. I don't know why, just the music, <laughs> just going, it's real, baby, like, fucking, it's coming. The hype just hits so hard. Yeah. Seeing all the reactors and shit, like, it's just, like, awesome. God, look at it. Yeah, it's so cool. I can't get sick of that. <laughs> and we've kind of said this before, too, even just like when we talk about 14, but like just Final Fantasy as a brand, that the music is always such a big part of it. Yep, with Final Fantasy, you're going to get sparkly shiny stuff and I mean that in effects and fantastic music yeah I would say and some kind of Shakespearean tragic you romance usually get some pretty dark stuff in there yeah because yeah. <laughs> they're real big on people having reasons to be really upset yeah he that character model looks fucking great yeah just for a random grunt yeah just the lighting on his back <laughs> and shit like it's just Get him. <laughs> That's 
a fucked up way to. Also, we're gonna be able to tell she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's people when it first got shown, they're like, "What the fuck? They changed her," and it's like, unless you didn't look into it, fucking, it's always been kind of the case. Yeah. I'll say it's the way she tell. talks to you in yeah. seven. Yeah, you're. Well, I remember when I was younger, some people assumed that that was a dude and that he was gay or something too. So, which could have been the case. But it's just funny how much, just like Mako, like how yeah. much people had had it wrong, you know. Well, I mean, you, you got what you you were able to absorb at the time, though, you know. So, yeah. I yeah, I got the last. I mean, that was amazing because that's obviously the opening of the game, and then between that and like the last trailer they released, um, God, the game is so fucking beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm glad they're just bringing out the big guns and going like, this is going to be like, it's going to be a fantastic looking game. No, dude, there's, there's not very many people making, you know, Japanese role playing games specifically, but mm. just in general games that to the look level that like Fa- that. Final Fantasy typically brings though. Like most of them don't, if they do exist. I was like, that, that game is so just like technically like great looking. It's triple A as fuck. Yeah. Even when Final Fantasy 15 came out, and that had a long, crazy development cycle, so I can, I can wonderful scenes though, but yeah, it, it does for sure. But sometimes the game can look a little grainy yeah. and pixelated, and not pixelated, but like it, it looks it, the the edges aren't smooth. It doesn't look like that, and of course no. that's a newer game, but it doesn't even look like it's trying to look that good. It's kind of like I think they used Unreal Engine on that game. No, no, they didn't. No. I'm thinking of something else. I think they they had no, they uh, had, Kingdom Hearts. That was Kingdom Hearts. That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I I knew they did something. I think it's called the Luminous engine. Yeah, yeah. Correct. If you know, just put it in the comments below. But I know that that game went through two engines. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. After I said, I was like, wait, no. That that was the big thing about the development is that they switched that up. Yeah. But uh, it was Kingdom Hearts. They switched to uh, Unreal. Um, because I was gonna say maybe they didn't know how to use Unreal very well, but Kingdom Hearts looks great. Um, and it does look good, but but every once in a while I'd look at stuff and I'm like, this game could look better. Yeah. But I think it's because they're dabbling with an open world game and they're trying new ideas and shit, so they you know had to lower some technical Ten aspects. Years but of development. but that game makes me forget it completely because that game looks on par with every single fucking one of the best looking games right now. Yeah, it's it's fantastic looking. Yeah, I'm 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 also hoping that they're gonna future proof this and have a PS5 like graphics quality option. hundred so. percent, yeah. That they gotta be putting that into the games I right now fucking and hope having so, like man. a like a fucking thing that if you it's just like the pro, yeah, they already put it into the pro games or games in general, PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, if you have the higher end, it'll go. Hey, you have options now. I could see them doing the same thing with PS5. Yeah, and just going like, oh, you're on PS5. We can boost these fucking graphics up higher, or at least smooth out these frame rates, so you're not having issues at all. And blah 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 blah. But uh, because yeah, that that game looks really really fucking good. Um, but all in all, that opening uh movie, I mean, all the things I've seen and what I've played has got my hype up. For some reason, that fucking trailer resonates with me so hard, though. It just makes it feel like it, I, I am getting. Final Fantasy 7 and it's gonna be that story that I fucking love and and they are super faithful to the music to the cinematography to making it bigger and better than ever and that that just right there from beginning to end the whole sequence just made me go fuck dude the cinematics are gonna be so good in this game yeah um and really my only concern and it, it can't be quelled until we play the game is you know how are they fitting the story they are fitting into a full game experience. So, yeah. um, well, there was, there's pictures shown recently of like, 
um, them like in towns and stuff like that, just wa- like walking around talking to random stuff. And I'm like, this is something we're not seeing a whole lot of gameplay wise, which yeah. we don't need to. I actually, at this point, I don't need to see any more of the game at all. I agree. They, yeah. And they keep giving it to us anyways. I'm already, I'm already sold. I've been sold, but now I'm fucking like, I need it. Yeah. Like bad. And, uh, but then I see a picture like that. I'm like, oh, there's some of that like in game. Cause we're seeing all the main sequences, but yeah. what's in between that is what I'm curious about. And all the, the, like, game, the, the gameplay. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> April. Yep. Prince right around the corner. Yeah. A little over a month. Like two months. Month. Yeah. About a month and a half. Yeah. So anything else you want to say on it? <clears throat> I've gushed enough yeah. over episodes and episodes of this. Yeah. We uh, could, we could keep talking about this. Yeah. I, I am a, uh, you know, we'll be doing a, a video. I bought the first Soldier First Class Edition or whatever. We'll do an unboxing so you guys will get to see what's inside of that. So not only <laughs> do I have to wait to play it, but I'm doing it, you know, so you guys can check it out. So, mm-hmm. And I'm going to be doing the Cyberpunk one, mm-hmm. so which I'm excited for as well. Uh, yeah, so let us know in the comments. Uh, how amazing is this opening? Let us know what you think of it. Uh, and, uh, is there anything that you, uh, know, anything you noticed? I'm trying to fucking still get my words together. Anything you noticed in the trailer that we didn't, uh, we, we didn't notice anything you want to point out, let us know in the comments and, uh, how excited are you? Are you somebody who's not really excited for this? Uh, maybe you haven't played the one in the past or you don't know much about it and you're like, I don't get what the hype is. Uh, leave us a comment. Let us know everything you think about when it comes to Final Fantasy VII Remake and its opening movie. Next thing we are going to watch is uh, Tom Clancy, The Division 2 Warlords of New York official gameplay walkthrough. This was shown on an official stream uh, recently. I believe it was February 11th. So kind of recent. Um, It was that long ago? This month is fucking flying by. Holy shit. Uh, Anyway, they announced that Warlords of New York is a new expansion for The Division 2, and it is going to have level increases and all stuff that you would expect. We're going to watch this video and get a taste of what it is. I've already seen this one as well, but I want you to watch it. I've been playing Division 2 lately, so it is relevant to me and might pull some people back in who have played it in the past. Anything you want to say on this before we watch it? It's not Final Fantasy VII. I'll say, I I almost feel like the order was wrong here. (laughs) I wanted to get into Final Fantasy VII first. So anybody who's watching this video for that had less video to have to yeah. click through. For me, though, this is going to be harder, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. Right? Yep. Three, two, one, and go. Welcome to New York. I'm Drew Reckner, Associate Game Director on The Division 2. This is a gameplay walkthrough of Warlords of New York, our new expansion introducing a I new I actually watched the stream as it happened, the and the amount of people... In the comments as the stream is happening, bitching that Ubisoft's gonna want money for this blew my mind. Some people were like, You want my money for this? And I'm like, It's an expansion. Like, you're giving it out for free. To reach Keener, so much self entitlement. So he knows drones inside and out. Rhodes told us that the peacekeepers and two bridges have been tracking cleaner movements for the past few days. This is our best bet to learning more about Conley. Vivian Conley, former first wave division agent. She went rogue, losing faith in the division at the worst of the collapse. She joined the cleaners soon after 
and her chemical expertise had made them deadlier than ever. Here comes the best part. This is Haven, our new base of operations here in New York. It was founded a few months back by first responders and civilian volunteers who call themselves the Peacekeepers. They have everything they need in here. Security, food, supplies. On a dark note, every time I hear about against coronavirus or now is it's officially named the COVID-19 virus. The um, I always think of the division. In, but to them, like, this shit happened in the division. <laughs> we will have to earn their trust oh. back. Game of the year. Yep. That's a beefy dog, too. That's a beefy pup. Beef pup. They're just trying to get on that Twitter account. Pretty much. <laughs> I just like how there was a thing for like a year or two where if there's a dog in the game, people are like, why can't you pet it? And everybody's like, ah, uh, and now it's like, it's just got to make sure it's in the game. If there's a dog, you need to be able to interact with it. People are like, why can't the dog ride in the car? It's like, they're like, uh, we'll fix that. Unbelievable. We're right back in the same goddamn mess we were in when Amherst unleashed green poison. I set up Haven without the division and all the blood and violence you bring with you. And Faye, she's been flag-waving from behind the authority of a division badge for way too long. Don't make me regret letting you into my home. I won't forgive it. All right. You like the division. Keener is putting a lot of pressure on the people of New York. They are on the edge, but these are the people you are fighting for. These civilians need to be given a chance to be safe and decide what comes next by themselves. So just playing Division 2 We have been informed recently. of a confrontation between the experimental that sounds known like for attacking any kind of law it's so weird. I like it a lot, but it's, it's not what you would expect in musically for a game like that. This could be a lead to our next target, French guys. Vivian Conley. <laughs> I typically like what they do. This was one of the areas that held out the longest after the outbreak. Many of the locals refused to leave their homes and move into Sarah camps. They tried to set up neighborhood community centers rather than relying on the government. I don't know if there's cats in the Most last area. Yeah, there was. The I know there's the raccoons that will like shove their fat ass under the fucking There's a couple of animals, yeah. There's deer that run at me all the time. I'll be coming around a corner and deer just comes running at me. I'm like, what the fuck? It happens all the time. Out of the bushes. They're always running right at you. Cats are a little harder to see. But oh, no. We ran into them before. Yeah. Because yeah. we both hadn't seen one for like hours of the game. And then we saw one on the street. We're like, is that a fucking cat? I've got reports that the peacekeepers are trying to take a Riker's control point. Give them a hand. See what you can find out from them. By the way, I don't know if this sale's still going on, but this game was $3 recently. And one of the old so, the sticky bomb check that out if you're curious back. about it finding the original. It surfaces and enemies alike. You can detonate it at the perfect time, providing new tactical opportunities in combat. I want to know who, who at Ubisoft was like, fucking, how do we sell Division 2 to everybody for this expansion? Uh, $3? Okay. <laughs> I just saw that Chris and his brother were playing on PC today. This? Mm hmm I thought about picking it up on PC, but I've played it so much on PS4 that I don't really want to. Although I played the beta on PC and it was 
great looking. It's it, there's a huge difference between the PS4 and the PC graphically when it comes to this game. Warlords of New York is also introducing a host of overall changes to UI and gear systems. Our goal is to ensure that gear and weapons have clearer intended roles, allowing easier decision-making. You can see right away how much an item can help you optimize your gear later. Rhodes told us you're looking for a rogue agent working with the cleaners. Yeah, we've seen her. She's sneaky, but still seems to go out on missions with the rest of the guys. Check in with the community near here. They're keeping track of the latest news. Sounds like Conley's been busy. Head to the community and see what they've found. We're getting warmer. <clears throat> This is such an Ubisoft demonstration. Mm -hmm. We have skipped some of the steps of our manhunt. As this is a main mission, we could complete it on our own, just like the rest of the game. But playing with friends can also be fun. For this last push, Let's welcome another agent into our game and work together to take down Conley. I just got an emo. We're fucking. You have gold like dust in your hand. You go like that. Go, like that. That fucking. Yeah. Game. That meme. The confetti <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I ran up to Josh and he's like, "Ew." <laughs> he's ran past me. The city was flooded, blocking roads and collapsing bridges, all bringing the already quarantined city into a total state of chaos. Yeah, so not only are we returning to New York, but the snow's gone, so the map's gonna look completely different. It's gonna be more cluttered, like Division 2. Um, but also, uh, that event happened, so things got destroyed and everything's changed. Cleaners are harvesting it with the help of Vivian Conley to fuel their weapons. Shit! Fucking oil gas! Somebody's gotta fix those coin pumps! Fuck! Pull me out! Hopefully they fix the audio problems with this expansion, because there's a bunch of audio problems that I don't remember exist existing when I played it last. It's like what? Everything. Sometimes you only hear footsteps, sometimes you only hear gunshots, sometimes you don't hear gunshots at all, but you see you're shooting people. Sometimes, I'm not joking, I looked to the east and my music was playing, and I looked to the west and it would shut off. Oh, weird. I'd look to the east and turn back on, and look to the west and it'd turn off. So I, I'm assuming there's some kind of streaming audio that happens in the game that isn't getting the right activations, huh? Or something. I, I, that's my speculation. But it's it's pretty constant. Something's happening. Right that would keep the install down if they weren't putting a bunch of audio files on there. There's just something going on yeah. with it. Well, I mean, like streaming in the sense of like graphic streaming, whatever mm -hmm. behind you isn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. So I think it might have like to make the game run better, maybe like audio that's not being used, but then it, it, it's like, oh, you're doing this, so I better turn the audio on or something. I don't know how they do audio tracks, but fighting indoors is more challenging. It's having, it's having problems playing. Have different weak points you can use to your advantage.
have fought our way through the ship. This is it. We are close to Conley. It's on you now, Agent. Good luck. Alright, so uh, they're changing the way gear works. They want to be a lot more uh, obvious on what the purpose for it is. They want to make it exciting again. They're making the UI cleaner. They're bringing you back to New York in a different time period further in the story. Um, so you'll be running around there. They're upping the level cap from 30 to 40. They're adding new gear, um, new weapons, uh, new perks, specializations, I'm assuming. Um, that's my assumption. I don't. I haven't heard that, um, but I would assume so because there, there's already, I think like six specializations now. There's three okay. when we were playing. Then they added one, and then they added like some more. So there might be six or seven. It's weird. So it's like a flamethrower and a fucking rocket launcher and a minigun and all sorts of weird shit. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, what did we think of the trailer? That info and uh, yeah, it's not Final Fantasy Seven. No, um, <laughs> the the trailer was okay. It was it was very much kind of what I expected it to be when it comes to Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. I was a little disappointed because they, they did, um, they kind of briefly touched up on some of the information, but I don't really feel like they really dug into it as much as we're just showing us a mission. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's fine and all, but, um, I don't know someone who usually wants the information, you know, when mm -hmm. watching stuff, uh, I was, I, I kind of left that feeling still kind of hungry to know what, what, uh, what all the changes are you yeah. you kind of rambled a bunch of them off i was like i didn't really get a whole lot of that there yeah. so well, i watched the stream the yeah. stream would have been a lot longer to watch for sure so um that being said i'm really glad to see them continuing to support the game um i was starting to get worried when everyone started making the second version of their looter shooters yeah um and now you're seeing you know division two destiny two um and even like to bring up anthem going to their games and still working on them, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a good sign instead of sitting there just pumping out these $60 games that have like these definitive ends that are going to happen. Um, you know, you're, if you're going to make the MMO experience, you got to do the support structure too. And, um, and they're doing that. It seems like they're that's, taking feedback and doing that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like support division two, like you support Rainbow six siege mm -hmm. and just do it for a couple of years until you're like, we need some, we need a new thing to, boost graphics new systems and the story is going about to get crazy then make a sequel but the game's already there just yeah. make it better expand on it well it's another expansion after this obviously they're not they're not like completely rebuilding but they have completely adjusted and and have uh, changed the map up um but new locales is kind of a big thing when you're doing an expansion mm -hmm. every like mmos do that that's it's part important. of the selling i actually point. if i'm being 100 honest i don't mind the new york thing because technically it's a new map yes it's the same location that you're at in the first game um but they've messed with it obviously it's it's not going to yeah. be full of snow it's not gonna be the same places they've changed it because they said that you know a storm happened or the fuck and it changed it tore down the bridge and that oil tanker hit the shore and stuff so that's a whole new location um it's going to be set in different time periods so like i said no snow so you're going to get that clutter that you get in I, division two looks a lot better when it comes to the street clutter mm -hmm. um so you get, get that here and uh 
in the stream, they were talking about how it's a one-to-one ratio uh, recreation of New York um, for the part of New York you're in, not the whole thing. Yeah. So it is it is a new location. Um, so I am 100% okay with it, but I also 100% would have preferred them do a different location. Yeah. So I'm not upset about it, but if it would have been like back to New York or somewhere else, I'd go somewhere else. For sure. Um, but, you know, uh, Take it's, it, west, it's a, baby. it is a step in the right direction, I think, because when you say expansion for games of service games, essentially, mm-hmm. I think the thing that most people kind of expect is new features, new map, and sometimes like new classes or jobs or whatever your game is like, uh, whatever their equivalent of a class is. Usually you want a new something there too, a new toy to play with, um, to experience. So, uh, and it seems like they, they are giving a bunch of changes, stuff like that. I am obviously curious, you know, how much content you're getting for the, like, uh, for the expansion. Like, are you getting a full 20, 30, 40 hour, you know, story running through what's the leveling process going to take? Does it going to feel slow? Like this is their first foray into that. And I, and I really, um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. So, yeah. Um, this is a game that that I've enjoyed playing. I like it. I'm returning to it. Uh, I, I was returning to it before this got announced because uh, I heard that they're re-gearing or retooling gear, uh, which just reminds me of kind of like Warframe or even MMOs in general have yeah. a history of going like, oh, this is blah, 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 2.0. Shadowbringers um, did that. Reworking yeah. stuff. Because <laughs> if you're going to keep a game going, the weaker parts you need to make good. When people are like, I don't want to play that class. It sucks. You, you just keep it around and go, well, somebody likes it. Or you go, we should rethink it. We didn't do it correctly. Yeah. Um, or like people are like, you know what? I just don't like using the bone arrow because they're just not as powerful. And they're like, well, let's rework the work that they're doing that with this. And that's a good sign. I mean, Ubisoft, I always talk about it. We always talk about it. They're, they're not opposed to reworking their games completely. Sure. All their games. None of them are off the table. Um, reworking them after they launch to make sure people enjoy it. But this is their closest foray into MMO territory. So if any game deserves that, it's this game. Yeah. Um, I heard nothing but good things about this game when it came out. Everyone I know who played it enjoyed it. Anyone who's not playing anymore doesn't dislike the game. Yeah. They just don't feel the pull to come back. Um, that All that tells me is there's room for improvement. Yeah. There's room to bring people back. And an expansion, I wasn't expecting an expansion. An expansion is a great reason to come back. So I hope they nail it. Um, I'm enticed by the new location. I am enticed by uh, new gear, always. Um, new uh, skills. Uh, they're bringing some back from the first division, but they'll have some new ones. And uh, 40, or not 40, 10 more levels is cool. It's respectable. I hope they slow down the progress through them, though, because you can fly up to 30 real fucking fast. Well, and that was part of my thing. Like, how long is it going to take? Exactly. Are you yeah. going to, like, pay well, $40 for an expansion? And, like, I'm sure they'll have an end game, though. Yeah. Um, because that was something they tried hard. They, it wasn't an amazing end game, but, like, there's, like, five tiers of fucking uh, world tiers right yeah. now, which will mean nothing once. This comes out, but uh, but there, there's stuff to be done if you want to stay in the game. Right, it's just not necessary after you beat it. You don't have to, like. I never felt like I need to fucking keep going. I was just like, if I hop back in, I got shit to do. For which sure, is cool. Um, so hopefully they do something that's like really addictive in this. Of mm-hmm. like, you want to come back and get this really cool shit. They got to really work. And like I said, they already talked about. We get that we need to get gear. You, you upgrade because you need to, but it's never exciting. I hope they can nail that because that is one thing Division is missing. The gameplay is awesome. I love playing it. I love taking cover and running around tactically and using tools and shit uh, during combat, but uh, I never pick up gear and go, fuck yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh, th- nice, this is better, and I use it. 
it has a really good system too of knowing when you haven't gotten gear in a while and you just so happen to get one you're like okay nice you're never like god it's been forever since i got anything new but yeah there's never that that instance where you fucking grab a new weapon or something like that and go "Ooh, i can't wait to try this uh, that's something like you know borderlands does really well you get a brand new gun you're reading the description like, what the fuck does it do and you shoot it at some crazy shit like, borderland Whoa. does arpg looting though yeah exactly. yeah <laughs> exactly and that's something division um it's got the gear there's plenty of fucking guns and items in it but it's all i i, I had this discussion with psycho last night i was talking about how leveling up in that game and getting new gear is similar to how phones have been for the last four years Every new phone, there's not really any new features. The camera gets a little better, but all stats just go up. Yeah. And that's fine, but it's not exciting. That's why I still have the Note 8. Yeah. It's fine. It works great. I don't need to buy a new phone yet. Uh, although that new fucking um, S20 Ultra or the fuck looks pretty cool. Uh, I'll wait for the Note 20 Ultra. Um, so, yeah, it, it just kind of reminds me of that. So, uh, you know, it, sometimes I... I I have a gun. I prefer how it shoots. I get a new gun that has better stats, and I don't like the way it shoots. I'm like, I'm not going to use that thing. So I stick with this. So that's all they got a real retool, which they're going to do. So I'm excited for that. But all in all, I'm excited for it. I will be picking this up. I do like the Division 2. I want to support it because I think it's, it, I want them to make it better um, because I, I like it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm with everybody else. I stopped playing it the same as everybody else. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm stoked for it, though. I want to play it. And it's coming out fucking when they say. Were we even paying attention to that? No. I think it's coming out next month. <laughs> I feel I was, like it's coming out next month. Apparently they spaced out on that part. It is in here somewhere. I'm pretty sure it's coming out very soon. Doesn't say. Fucking let us know in the comments because I'm not going to waste any more time on this. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure they said like March 13th or some shit. Huh. Um, so yeah, right around the corner, which is very, very cool. Uh, but yeah, all in all, stoked for it. And you sound optimistic. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't think I'm like sold yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not. I'm not saying no either. Like, cause I don't like. Like you said, I don't like dislike the game. I enjoyed my time with it. Um, you know, it's just gonna have. Is it gonna have the draw essentially to make me want to come back? That really is where that comes into. And obviously, the more people I know playing it is going to be a huge factor in that as well. So, um, the if there's anything they could do to that game to make it better, what would it be? Not you don't have to go into the whole thing, but it, like end game gear. I, I'm gonna say the same thing that I think a lot of MMOs lack, which is social features. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, because like social e- features would be e- huge. Everyone can make gear progression and stuff like that, but like it's neat to have like things to do that aren't necessarily just grinding constantly. Um, so maybe being able to like have your own hangout. Oh, it is really soon. March third, not thirteenth. So um, very soon. I don't know. Yeah, being able to have it like a, a hangout for your for your uh, crew essentially, and be able to like furnish it and stuff like that, which seems really silly, but at the same time, it gives like this group of you're working towards to something, do, yeah. and you kind of just have a place to hang out and, and do really silly things. Which, if you want people to stay in your game, it's nice to be able to like not necessarily always be, you get burnt out doing the same thing. Over that over game over is over we we were the embodiment of it last night. Josh, uh, me, and Psycho, we were literally. Cause we're just trying to like fucking rush him to world tier one or whatever. We were going from mission to mission, just fucking unloading on people, never stopping. Yeah. We're always in motion running and killing and just fucking wiping out dudes. Cause me and Josh, you know, are already a little higher level. It does scale it a bit, but we still have gear that yeah. just can't be scaled down for that. And, uh, we're just fucking unloading on everything and it's fun. Cause there's, we're constantly regressing, but there's no downtime. There's no like chill factor. There's no hangout. 
And uh, that's something I already complain about about most games. But that game, it's just like it's addictive in the sense of like, let's go, let's go, let's go. But yeah, I never, I don't want to live in that game. I well, don't like, want to fucking hang out in it. When we're playing PSO two, like having all those those social features, uh, listening to the devs like new ideas in, in Final Fantasy fourteen. They're adding more social stuff yeah. to the game. Like it's, it's just something you got to have those systems in place, obviously, for people to play the game, and then you want to have reasons for people to stay in the game. And I think. Um, I think that's really the part that it's missing for me. Because like I said, I, I enjoy the game. I think it's fun. I just, I have no desire to play it right now. Mm. So. Oh, they're also adding seasons that will have unlocks and shit. So Makes which sense. just seems to be the, the that's way what of everything. Does too, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I want to say too is there's a huge difference when you go into like a social area where you see other agents uh, in Division 2, and it's just like some dark, dingy building, which is supposed to, if it's the aesthetic of the game. But, and other agents are just in their menu standing there, yeah. or they're overselling shit. Uh, and like a game that's eight, year, eight years old, PSO2, or any game that has good social features, when I'm waiting in the lobby, I'm not as bored because I'm looking around and there's people running around doing shit, and people are saying shit, and people are having conversations and stuff. Yeah. It's just more lively. It's, even it's even more, Monster Hunter, you can hang out in the hot springs and stuff exactly, like that. You know, yeah, it's got exactly. weird shit to do. Uh, whereas, so. like a game like this, it, it is it's that moment where somebody's going through their shit and they're like, "Okay, hold on, I gotta sell some things." And you're like, "Okay," and you're not like, "Oh God, hurry up!" But you're also just like, "I guess I'll get on my phone." You know what else though? I mean, it's really easy. I think you want to keep this grounded. Put dart boards in some of those places. Sure. Put put a pool table or chess bo- you, know, you know board. There's also the little cool. mini games that people can just sit down and play with each other while you're in between missions. Have yeah, have like bars in the games. <laughs> you're, you're in the city. It'd be really easy to get people to do something goofy because they're gonna make something out of that themselves. That's that's yeah. part of the playing a multiplayer game experience exactly. is making your own story. That's one of the big things about Sea of Thieves. I kept talking about. I was like, yeah. I want more social social features. There's already plenty. I want more. That's what's keeping you in that game that's, for sure. That's it's so important for these kind of games mm-hmm. um, just because you want to during that downtime, you want to, you want to just hang out in the game and yep. it feels more like home that way. You're than, hanging uh, out with your buddies and occasionally like, Hey, you want to do this mission real quick? Yeah, cool. You go do it. You come back and hang out again. I that's, mean, that's one of the quintessential differences between like a cooperative single player game where you're like, okay, let's two man co-op this fucking level based game, story based game and a faux MMO or an MMO where you're expected to live in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and spend hours and hours and hours being in it. Well, it's not as enticing when it is just the missions, which I'm not complaining. They're fun, but yeah, there just needs to be stuff to do. The emotes are cool though. Like that's one thing I think the Division Two did really good is there's a lot of cosmetics yeah. and there's a lot of emotes to unlock. That was the thing. So that it's a good you, step in the first Division in the right direction. One was good about clothes though yeah. too. So I mean, that's they they have great ideas, but nothing. It's got to make it bigger, better. Yeah. Make me want to be there. Yeah. So for sure. Anything else you want to say on that? No. All right. Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about Warlords of New York, the expansion for the Division 2? Are you excited for it? Are you not excited for it? Are you uh, potentially going to pick it up? Are you going to pick up Division 2 if it's still $3? That's a fucking, I'm telling you, that's a that's a deal. The game is absolutely worth way more than $3. Um, that, that's the price of buying like a couple energy drinks. I mean, like it's it's there's a lot of game there. I think you can get two um, energy drinks for that. Yeah, <laughs> like two bangs is like four bucks. Yeah, or some shit. Well, where we're at, 
Um, and uh, yeah, let's know everything you think about when it comes to Division Two War Lords of New York. If you don't like it or you're not into it, let me know. Uh, what's the thing that's missing from the Division Two or any of these games, like Anthem, uh, fucking Destiny Two, which has similar problems to this in the sense of staying power, um, and every other faux MMO that's not Fantasy Star Online. Uh, let me know in the comments or below. Monster Hunter. <laughs> Or Monster Hunter, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're moving into our comment segment where we take your guys' comments. You guys have commented in the last week. and We read them. We talk about them. You're joining the conversation every week from now on. And if you want to make sure to be considered even extra considerably, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG. And I will prioritize putting you on the show because I can't read all the comments. So, yeah, we're going to reflect a bit on the only two episodes this last week, which was very nice for me, um, <laughs> editing wise, uh, which the first one was, uh, what is this fucking taste Tuesday? Probably taste Tuesday. Or was this taste cast? And we talked about, Oh yes. Yeah, taste cast. Um, I see me and you here and I'm yeah. like, Chris isn't there. It must be taste Tuesday. Uh, in that episode we talked about, uh, essentially is fancy star online too good. We played the beta and we went over that and we also talked about your comments then and talked about game releases that are this month. And, uh, yeah, one of the comments we got was from Simon, two questions, Randall, uh, who says it clicked. I used to wonder why does Seth look so familiar? Now I know you look like Ritz musician. Uh, my dude, uh, I looked this up Ritz. He might be a great rapper. I don't know, but he kind of looks like a juggalo to me. So I took great offense to this, but Google him. <laughs> um, let me know what you think. He wears a beanie. He's got some hair. I, I get, th- I get that part. The rest of it though, he ain't, he ain't. He's not as beautiful as me. Um, he's probably a much better rapper, though, so I'll give you that. Uh, to their credit, though, Simon and Wade, they both say they like Ritz, so I don't think they're, I don't think they're talking shit. Uh, he also says, totally expecting a response to this lengthy and thought-out elaboration in one of your next videos. Well, you got it. You're getting a response. He actually, uh, when when he's not saying I look like Ritz. Normally has those fucking multi-paragraphed responses. He's a lot one of, times. of the big responses. Yeah, and I so. always really enjoy reading Simon's um, well thought out uh, responses. The comment reaction segment seems pretty seamless, feels natural, and just by the way, uh, y'all keep it up if y'all want to. I want to, so we'll yeah. keep it up. Yeah. Anything you want to say to that? I don't really know what I can say to the first part. Uh, I don't know who this Ritz is. Okay. So. Um, as far as like you enjoying this section, I, you know, this is Seth's baby. So I'm sure he takes some pride in, in you enjoying that. So, and I think it's fun to do. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for the comment. Keep commenting. Uh, we got Josh saying emergency because we were talking about <laughs> the emergency from PSO and he's referencing this one time I have, was it carbon monoxide or a smoke detector? It's the carbon monoxide detector. Yeah, I had one of those, and I was living alone at the time, and I didn't know the thing. We normally, you no, you shouldn't do this, but we pulled the battery out so it doesn't go off randomly, and I pushed it back in on accident, and fucking, it had primed it to do a like a test run, and I was in my room alone working on some shit, and all of a sudden, just in the middle, and I was, it's like late at night, so I was already kind of crazy and paranoid, and then randomly, out in the front room, I hear a guy go emergency get out of the house and i fucking like ran out of my room like what the fuck is going on who said that and then it's like emergency get out and i was like what the fuck and i was like trying to stop it it's yelling at me and i'm like stop 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 uh it's very stressful but emergency that's uh 
That's one event's happening. PSO two code fight. Code fight. <laughs> Emergency. Um, so yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, "Oh shit! I have to put more effort on my comments, so you guys have no problem reading them." Haha. And it's cool. I love this new segment on the show. Thank you. We love that you love this new segment, and your comments are uh, fantastic. Only put more effort into them if you want. Stick had said, uh, I was about to mention Wilson as a game releasing this month, and that wasn't mentioned uh, this month. That wasn't mentioned, uh, but I should have guessed that Seth already picked it up because I do that. Um, I'm glad that you're, you're already aware of it, though. Uh, he also says, it does look really great, and I love the weight behind the attacks, at least visually. It is the closest thing I've seen so far in the RPG genre that gets close to Lost Ark visually, which I read recently we're not getting Lost Ark. Which really is a bummer because Jeremy kept telling me, we're going to get it. Don't worry, we're going to get it. I don't know if we're going to get it. So he makes a good point. This is actually something when you read the um, reviews on Steam, people are like, this is pretty much what Lost Ark should look like. It's a really, it's like a really good looking RPG. Uh, I've also been playing Monster Hunter World with the PC Iceborne release. I will save my points for the game of the month discussion. We'll talk to you then. Awesome. Uh, I got Temtem the other day and have been playing it with a friend. Seth is right that everyone is an asshole in that world. I If there's one thing I, I know real well, it's assholes. Um, <laughs> I'll keep it at that. Um, however, the dialogue options show that the player character is a bit of an asshole too. Agreed. I typically go with the asshole route because I know you what they're, have they're, to be. Yeah. I don't like to play nice anymore. At first I was like, Oh, what are you talking about? I'm just walking through here. And they're like, fucking damn, damn up. I'm like, Whoa. And then I have to fight them. And now they're like, Hey buddy. I'm like, okay, what, what do you want? And they're like, what are you doing? That doesn't matter. Just pull your temtem out. Like, what are you talking about? Fucking just pull them out. We're going to fight. Shut the fuck up. Like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and like, they, we, we fucking know. Um, it honestly has gotten a good laugh from my friend and I. We have been enjoying it quite a bit. And I will certainly never remember any of the Thames names since I always nicknamed them. 100% agreed. I had people watching my stream and they were like calling my temtem by the names I'd named them. And and I was like, that's not their names. Like, <laughs> that's my names for them. Don't don't memorize those. Because um, soon the people who make Temtem will be like, what the fuck are they calling this thing? Fucking Beardle? Or a Little Nug or whatever. Little Nug, yeah. Like, well, we didn't name it that shit. Well, I watched it on a stream and that's what the names were. We named it this. No, that name's not good. We're just going to stick with Beardle. Uh, for Final Fantasy 14, I have been preparing for 5.2. I will have more to discuss later since I will be doing some 24-man raids that I missed from the previous expansions. Is he on our server or a different one? Same data center. Okay. I added him uh, to our uh, link shell so he can chat with us. Join us on Final Fantasy 14. We're on Coral. Uh, Tasty Loot Gaming is our free company. You can join it. You can be our friend. Uh, since one set is required for the Relic and the other set is in the Moogle event, I do look forward to the raids and story in 5.2, especially since Yoshi P said to prepare for long cutscenes in this patch. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I agree with Chevy that Seth should at least stream Shadowbringers all the way through. Uh, I'll take that in consideration. That's two of you that have said that. I don't have a problem streaming that game at all. Um, it's actually a really easy game to stream. I'm just kind of worried I'm boring people, but apparently people who like the game are not bored. Um, I'm excited for PSO2. I didn't get a chance to play the beta, honestly. I might have to wait until the Steam version of it. That's what I want. I want to play on Steam. I'm pretty sure it'll be the Windows Store, but yeah. Is it? I'm pretty positive it will be. Not, they not Xbox? It, it doesn't say PC. It says Windows 10 as, a, as one of the releases. They say that sometimes, though. They said that with uh, Forza, and it's on Xbox. <clears throat> I hope so. 
because I don't think they do that anymore. Well, we'll find out. We'll fucking find out. I'm not going to. We're, we're not talking about the shit. I will likely <laughs> play as a gunner or fighter. Uh, both good picks. This has that multi-class system too, so you can get a little bit of both worlds if you want to play with both, which is kind of cool. So it also has a active switch job whenever you want to system similar to Final Fantasy. Which so. is awesome, yeah. So there's no pressure on like, oh, you got to play this or that. And the game is easily like, you're like, I'm level one again. There's a lot of shit to go do. So oh, yeah. the game is super playable. Uh, anything you want to say on this? Um, I kind of said as I went. Yeah. The, the the actually the only comment I want to have I actually had a really long discussion with him on Discord uh, mm-hmm. about Final Fantasy. Link so down below, you can talk to us anytime, all time. Can go ahead and skip that part. Um, I the only part I wanted to comment on is when uh, you were saying it was really easy game, game streaming. You might be boring people, and then you know, well, people play might be into it. It's the same as like when you're into a, a, a book and you want like someone to read yeah, that book. For sure, I can feel know? that. Um, Just gameplay wise, if you're not into that game. It's gonna be a little hard to watch for sure, but so you're gonna have to come and talk to me. I, guess. I, I would say that's that's kind of a huge part. I think for for most people, anyways, when they go to streamers, they're not generally. So they start with the game because it's an interest, but they're there for you. Yeah. So, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't think you'd have a problem until I have someone come to my stream and they're like, "Shut up, I'm watching the game." <laughs> be like, "Okay, well, you can go do that somewhere else, yeah. motherfucker. Uh, I'll see you later." But uh, talking to him, and I apologize for speaking for you, but. Um, he said that Shadowbringers is probably his favorite Final Fantasy, period. Hmm. Which is yeah, it's, a crazy it's, statement. It's, it's, yeah, I'm, <laughs> hearing, I'm hearing that more regularly. It's yeah. just kind of weird. Maybe we'll get a remake of Final Fantasy fourteen. A little early for that. And that already happened. Up them <laughs> graphics, baby. That is true. Yeah. just <laughs> remade the fucking game. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I need to respond to this, but I pretty much did. So, uh, yeah, PSO2, awesome. Make sure to play that uh, on Steam. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think of it. It's fun, and, uh, I will. I will take into consideration streaming uh, Shadowbringers, and I am enjoying playing that uh, as well. I can't be excited for 5.2, but I'm excited that you guys are excited. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad all my criticisms of Temtem are not being taken completely serious, and most people just agree with me. Because yeah. I was like... I like this game. I hope people aren't getting pissed that I'm talking shit about certain aspects of it, but uh, it's really just funny to me because, like, I'm like, the names are shit. Luckily, they just let you name them. So yeah. I'm like, cool. And then, yeah, all the NPCs are assholes, but it's like ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, it's not like when I'm playing any Ubisoft game and every villain talks the same. They're all like, fuck you, division. You fucking piece of shit. Let's kill this prick. Yeah. I'm like, who talks like that? <laughs> I talk like that when I'm jokingly making fun of people, and they legit talk like that. Does do people in France fucking think bad guys talk like that? Let me know if you're French in the comments below. Not about the division thing. Just let me know if you're French. I like French people. Uh, and then Psycho said, or Psycho Scream said, the only monetization I won't like about PSO2 is the skill tree reset ticket you have to buy uh, RMT, which I'm assuming is real money. Uh, transaction transaction i agree um is that confirmed i'm not sure if it is i agree with you 100 if it's not confirmed i agree with you 100 if they do that it is shit um because yeah real money to do a, a skill reset that feels like it should be in game there's other things that can monetize mm. you don't agree I don't. I just don't think I care enough, and I think it's just because maybe growing up with games like you know Morrowind, where your choices were stuck on your character, and you have to start like a new one. Yeah. Yeah. The only reason I I I agree with you, I I wouldn't be upset necessarily, but 
it's an online game, so it, it's different in the sense of like your I don't, I don't know. It just feels different to me to like in a game like that. It's it's so much more standard to reset your skills. But that's a good point because I do like the idea of like I don't I don't know. Skill resets different though than getting all the skills. My biggest problem with newer games is like your character can have every skill mm-hmm. and that gets boring to me because now I don't That's why know. I specifically brought up Morrowind. Yeah. And in Morrowind, like you, you had a specific build and in Skyrim, you could do everything. And, yeah. uh, but skill reset and that wouldn't bother, have bothered me also, too what's, much. Also, what's the price going to be? Can you get the currency in game? Like That's th- a good there's point. some questions here that yeah. I have because their monetization uh, strategy in Japan, I doubt is translating over to us because we have a very different mentality when it comes to spending money on free-to-play games. Uh, South Korea and, and Japan are very okay with a lot of features we would scream about. Uh, for, Culture that's different. Yeah, so. so we'll see. As far as like, at the end of the day, there's going to be a real money thing in that game because the game has to stay alive, right? Uh, if... If it's as simple as like, well, you want to fix, you know, your your skill tree, as long as it's not like this twenty dollar purchase. I mean, I kind of get it, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I prefer how much is the need to? Yeah, well, especially if the game doesn't even if you can just level up every skill, eventually if you keep playing, I don't, I wouldn't care. Yeah, because at that see. point you're just you should strategize a bit better. But um, I mean, I think Path of Exile does that. Where you have to pay for a reset. I think so. And unless they change the tree. And then you yeah. get it for free. And then you get it for free, yeah. which I've gotten that like fucking eight times at the very least. Yeah. So it's not even a rare event. Anytime something new rolls out, they're think, like, redo the skill tree. I think you could technically grind it out, but it's just like not even. When you bring up point two of like if the currency is is if you can get it within the game, then I wouldn't care. Yeah. Because um, then there's a grind aspect. Because I also don't want somebody resetting their skill tree every five seconds. Yeah. Which some games allow you to like, well, just pay five hundred bucks. Yeah. And you just do it every time. Or some I've been playing games recently that don't charge you anything at all. Like in game. Yeah. You just hit a button, reset the whole thing. Which is nice, it's convenient, but also it's it, it takes the risk of like building your your skill set, which some people might not like that. I do. I like I like I, the learning also, aspect of I also like that because you're making your character. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I agree. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody who commented on that video. Please keep commenting. And again, type in hashtag uh, STLG uh, if you want to be considered in further. Then we had uh, Tasty Tuesday where we talked about uh, Blue Protocol, which me and you were both uh, more into than we probably anticipated. And we also talked about Anthem 2.0, as they're calling it, which is essentially uh, them rebuilding Anthem uh, into a game that they think will be uh, more fun for people to play. Uh, in that video, we got a couple comments and two worth mentioning is uh again stick saying i am really excited for blue protocol a few youtubers i follow have been showing stuff on it once it comes out i will be overwhelmed with mmos having final fantasy 14 pso2 and this also i have never seen this trailer and since i listened to these uh as audio only uh i immediately noticed uh sawano uh as the composer he is primarily known for uh, the Kill a Kill, Attack on Titan, and Xenoblade Chronicles X, which I love the Xenoblade Chronicles fucking soundtracks. Uh, and I like Kill a Kill. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's funny because when we watched that trailer, I loved the music. Yeah. So it's funny, we're both coming from different worlds yeah. on this guy's music, and that trailer had good music. So I, I really appreciate that you bring up music because I don't think enough people talk about music in games, and it's one of my favorite things. Um, 
His style is definitely easy to pick out. Uh, the combat looks enjoyable with it being an action MMO. The only complaint I have seen, which isn't huge because it is still alpha, is the enemy variety isn't great right now, which is is a pretty common complaint with some games and completely valid, but one I can overlook if the game's fun enough. But yeah, I do I do also appreciate games that have a good variety in enemies. Uh, he also says, I really hope Anthem can have its comeback as it was a very uh, disappointing game for me last year. I fortunately only paid for a month of EA access to play it good uh i was annoyed that the that the story wasn't all that engaging at least for the beginning it makes me really worried for bioware since i haven't enjoyed one of their games since mass effect 2 that's a bummer um i haven't played well, that's pretty common amongst yeah. a lot of people yeah bioware i mean been i'm kind of there yeah me too 100%. So. Uh, I haven't played. I just don't like to live in that because I don't really have anything negative against Bioware. I just think they're going down the wrong path. They could fix it, but they're not doing like a Bethesda where they're just constantly fucking people over and just being completely unapologetic about it. Um, I haven't played Mass Effect 3 yet, and Andromeda was extremely disappointing for uh, for Dragon Age. I played Origins, uh, which was fantastic, and 2 right before Inquisition came out. Once it did come out, uh, I just didn't get into it as much as the previous two, since it felt like the game required you to do MMO-style fetch quests to enjoy the story, which is weird now as I am a huge Final Fantasy XIV fan, even during the ARR segment. A Realm Reborn 2.0. Gotcha. And then also, I think I have fallen out of the looter shooter genre. Uh, once I got into Final Fantasy XIV, I know more, or I know MMOs are different, but everything I want in a social-based game is there. Uh, plus, it has an incredible story. I was hoping the Steam release of Destiny 2 would bring me back in, but I was so lost as to what to do in the game. However, like Chevy said, lobby multiplayer games still have enjoyable ones, especially with uh pso2 and monster hunter i do think dev streams help a lot especially when connecting to fans and having a reliable roadmap so there isn't confusion as to what uh what's to come uh it is even better if they have gameplay to show during them as it eases uncertainty with whether the devs will deliver it or not this is uh the, the hub based faux mmo me and chevy have been talking about that since the since forever, but yeah. that's something we grew up with. We're, we're big fans of this genre. Um, so, uh, yeah, there is definitely social aspects to those type of games um, that, that can really make or break them. It's ironic because um, we just talked about this with the Division 2 reaction earlier. And, like, seeing someone else talk about how, like, Destiny 2 didn't pull him back in yep. and stuff yep. like that because of the social stuff. Well, and then he's talking about Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, when he got into that, it, it kind of changed his mind a lot of shit. Well... That's why me and you differentiate. People don't differentiate like me and you do when it comes to MMOs and faux MMOs. I mean, yeah. we that's not a name I heard. That's something I just started saying because yeah. it's like a faux hawk. It's not quite a fucking mohawk, but kind of is. Yeah. It's a faux MMO. Like it's 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 simulating MMO shit, but it's not an actual MMO. Right. Um, me and you make that different or we we differentiate. A lot of people don't. There's like if it's online, it's an MMO. Don't agree. That's not it what was, that term means. It was <laughs> never the case when the when the, when that title came out. If someone play a game that's like four player co op, like this is an MMO. I'm like, it's, it's not though. When they when they came with that name, it's like a hundred people on the server and up or something like that. Like that was the original standard, and I've loosened my my thoughts on that because everybody has called most games online MMOs now. So I have to kind of change with the times, but I will I will fucking still make that that uh, difference when I'm talking about a game like Monster Hunter or The Division or fucking Destiny. These are not MMOs. They're there's something close to it, but they're not quite. Yeah. They're a middle ground between if I'm playing a single player game that has two player co-op and I can invite you into my game 
and an MMO. It's right in between those two yeah. things. So, um, and yeah, there is differences. And if you do heavily play or have a long history with MMOs, not just even one MMO, but a lot of MMOs, you will start to see the differences and you might start favoring MMOs more if you're into those social features. Because you typically get them more with MMOs unless you're playing Fantasy Star. Or Monster Hunter. Or Monster yeah. Hunter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which he mentioned. So. Exactly. So just kind of saying, I agree with you. And I'm glad that you're what you're saying. And for anybody who might not be into this genre... Just kind of elaborating a bit on yeah. where you might be coming from and where we definitely are coming from. For sure. I'll speak for you, but I know you agree. With oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the dev stream thing, I think um, I think that's huge and just because we do need communication with the people we're giving money to. So mm-hmm. um, especially for games of service games because you are essentially, you're an investor at that point. Sure. So. If the game's going to continue and you're going to keep giving them money, you are an investor at the game. Yeah. And some people are like, well, I'm not getting anything from them. Well, you're getting a game you're enjoying playing. Mm. So you are investing in something you're spending your, and the life your of time that game. and life to play. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you want to be good, you got to help them out. Uh, and some people are better at that than others. And some people don't return the development of the game as what you're paying them. And that sucks. And you should stop paying them. But uh, it is important to be transparent about that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like surprises. So I don't like when people reveal every little thing they're doing. But a no. lot of people have gotten really good at dev streams. Yeah. I was going to say, I bring up so much. But like, you know, when Final Fantasy 14 does their dev streams, they will literally say, and we have a secret that we can't talk about, please look forward to it. Like, it's always like, so they do keep secrets too still, but they, yeah. it's in the, the roadmap. There's another feature you're getting. We're not going to tell you though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say on that? No, no. I think we covered everything in there. Yeah. Um, if there's something we missed, hashtag ask TLG and ask us again or bring it up. So, yeah. And shout out to Stick for uh, talking about uh, Sawano uh, being composer. I always love hearing about music and games. Uh, and I like when people can recognize the people who make it. I, I'll listen to some stuff and I'm like, is that Michael McCann in fucking Borderlands 3? And it was. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, last comment that we'll be reading is uh, Great Gouda, returning from prior uh, episodes, uh, Dean Takahashi Saga. Uh, he said, and I, I replied to him, but he replied again and I'm going to reply here. Uh, Anthem's too late for me, at least. I said it when it was announced and said it days before launch. Too good to be true. I'm sure it will appeal to others to some extent if it's actually any good, but eh, I don't know. I think Bioware should just go back to focusing on narrative heavy games. I think a lot of people agree with you on that. Too much ambition going on here. Not enough realistic aspirations. Uh, At least in my opinion, I wouldn't mind another Mass Effect game. Cough, that's good. Uh, let me just say, man, great comment, great comment, stick, great comment, everybody. We get fucking awesome people who watch our show who have these fucking deep thoughts about shit that we do. I mean, I love it. I was reading that. I'm like, yeah, this, and, is, this and, is well and thought not, out. I and not it. coming out as someone who's just trying to bash on something. So Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You can be like, I don't like that game. Tell me why you don't cool, like it, man. Yeah, that's I fucking, fine. I love hearing why people think things. When people are like, that sucks. I'm like, that's boring. Come on. Um, I responded to him. Uh, I should probably read my response so people know. Uh, I said, though I encourage people to try new stuff so their creativity doesn't become stagnant. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. I think I, I fucked this up. A lot of times I respond at work, so my sentences might be weird. Uh, doesn't become stagnant, but yes, Bioware was known for their strength in narrative-heavy single-player games, and I think the smart money would be embracing the strength and returning to it. Uh, so I agree with most people. Um, 
I do hope they can make Anthem into something to make people happy, though. As someone who rejected the game, I only have uh, something to gain if they make it good. I never bought the game. So if they make a good game and I come to you know over to play it and I buy it, uh, they, they gained me. So they, they didn't lose me. They, they just haven't gotten me yet. Um, but uh, I do think it's important, and, and I'll touch on his response in a sec. I do think it's important that people try new things, though. Some people are like, they should have never made this game. Maybe in the way that it's been created, possibly, but Bioware never making an online game. I think people need to branch out and try new things. Yeah, I mean... Because they weren't of, nailing their other fucking It's games. kind of unfair to put people in boxes. Yeah. And I think to use a good example of that is Square making single-player role-playing games for so long and then delving into RP, or MMOs with Final Fantasy XI and finding success in it. Yeah. Right? So, like... And fucking up 14 and then making one of the best MMOs ever made. Yeah. I mean, the company... Uh, it's good to let people stretch their uh, their their wings a little. One of becomes so. too stagnant. Some of those people who made something fantastic might leave the company to pursue something yeah, artistically more creative or over different. Over yeah, yeah, it's important. As someone who does create a lot of things, it's important for me to try and change shit up because it does become almost like a repetitive task, and it becomes less fun. Yeah, in that sense. So, um, or, or to equate it to food. I could eat pizza all the time, but I don't want to eat the same pizza every time. Oh, I always am switching up my diets because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do this all the time. And I eat like that all the time. And I'm like, I'm getting bored. I'm going to do this all the time. Yeah. And I do that and shit. So um, I agree with you that. Change your toppings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, and then he responded to me. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm not that good playing multiplayer games solo. Have that problem with Destiny 2. Haha. So it ends up as me not gaining anything if it's good because all my friends are burnt out uh, by these constant failures uh, that release and so am I a bit. Uh, creatively, I think they should keep going, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think they need to do it with a brand new game to do that, uh, to do that prevent stagnation, just a known foundation with some good ideas will do. Uh, not a sledgehammer to the foundation, haha. Uh, high Andromeda, long time no see. And uh, though Mass Effect's foundation was narrative-based, uh, not gameplay, which I agree. That game was uh, RPG-heavy and choice-heavy and narrative-heavy for sure. Um, I think this... Are, I also think EA needs to stop forcing uh, every single studio to use Frostbite. 100%, absolutely, I agree with you. It's so fucking lazy for them to do that, and it only hurts the developers. So I agree with you 100%. Uh, and it's boring. Like we were saying before, stagnant. Stop using the same shit. Do something different. Uh, that engine was built for Battlefield originally. Yep. And only Battlefield. Uh, then EA didn't want to spend extra on other engines. And to be honest, when they first bought it, it was a big get. Frostbite's a beautiful looking engine, but people up high, higher top, or high up people are like, well, we want all the games to look great. Make a racing game out of that. And they're like, well, the engine wasn't really built for that. Make it work. And then they make games and then they don't work very well. And people are like, this game's buggy as fuck. And the developer's like, ah. And he's like, better better buy more games. Better buy more shiny looking games. They're all good looking. There's some good looking games we got here at EA. Uh, spend extra money or spend uh, extra on other engines. So, uh, so, they just made so they just made everyone use Frostbite. I think Fallen Order right now is the only engine uh, not using Frostbite. Uh, but rather uh, Unreal Engine 4, though. I could be wrong. And right now, I think Respawn is leading the way on what EA should be paying attention to in terms of moving forward. I don't think any response games are Frostbite. No. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, they're comfy with uh, with Unreal Engine. Um, 
and Respawn's just awesome. And you got Vince Sampella, the fucking legend who made fucking Call of Duty what it is and all that shit. So it just makes complete sense. Uh, also, uh, we might cover this on Taste Tuesday, I'm not sure, but uh, I think it's Criterion. The people who made Burnout are coming back to work on Need for Speed. Weird. And they, they, the last one they made was like eight or ten years ago. So EA, EA is in a... I think they're looking at the mirror right now, figuring out what the fuck they're going to start doing. I think they have to. They, well, they've had to for a long time, but now the respawn is just proving them wrong and they work under EA. They're like, well, we like online games. Single player is kind of dead. And everybody's like, is it? <laughs> you sure? They're like, yeah, we're sure. And respawn's like, is it? <laughs> we work for you and we just proved you wrong. And they're yeah. like, Ugh. and people are like, we like burnout. And they're like, maybe we should bring those guys back. It's like, just listen, man. Make your games. It's fine. But just fucking just listen. You can do both. Yeah, do both. It's fine. Have your ideas. But don't hear us and go, man, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You sure as fuck want our money. So <laughs> we kind of know a little bit about what we're talking about. At yeah, least like sure. I want I want something I want to spend money on. Well, you should spend that money, but on my idea. I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good thing. Anything you want to say on that? I'll say directly, kind of like talk about uh, great Gouda's commentary. Um, I'm kind of with you on the the Mass Effect stuff. I, am I on the wrong person now? We've kind of rambled a bit. Same guy. Oh, stick. Did I ask you for your thing? That? No, that was stick. I'm mixing them up. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about that one. Earlier. They're both. They're both big, long, well thought out yeah. comments. Um, <sighs> I. I don't think I'd personally go as far as say Anthem is too late for me, just because I I, I actually I just didn't even play it because I wasn't I'm I'm in a weird burnout period right now with these kind of games. That's why even earlier when we did the Division Two, I don't have a lot of excitement just because the thought of playing the type of game right now is not attractive. Nothing against the game. I was feeling that for a while. I finally yeah. got to the point where I could play it again. Yeah. So, but that being said, if they can turn around and make a good game out of it, I'm 100% open to the idea of playing it. Am I excited? Not really. Um, to be quite honest with you, um, for Anthem, yeah, I'm not excited for either. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Me and me and Sag were talking about this, and I was like, dude, he said this, and I disagree with him. So it's actually he kind of sparked it in me. But he's like, dude, do something crazy, yeah, because they are already at fucking rock bottom with yeah. that game. Go for it. And you know what? If it if it continues how it is right now, it's dead. Yeah. If and they do something fucking crazy, and people are like, this isn't what you guys originally said it was going to be, but I like this, mm. it can save the fucking game. It's got to be radical. Yeah, and I know that some of the problems had to do with the higher-ups essentially throwing some shit in their lap and expecting them to clean it up. But um, Bioware does have this weird path they've been going down ever since Mass Effect 2, like Stick mentioned in the earlier comment. Um, And you obviously had some opinions about uh, Andromeda, if I caught that right. Yeah. Um, I didn't play that game solely based on the fact that I had a hard time with Mass Effect 3. It's like the only Mass Effect I I couldn't beat at the time it came out. And then Andromeda came out and I just watched that shitstorm happen. I was just like, whoo, okay. Apparently we're just... I saw it. Yeah. I saw it like two months after it released for $13 at Walmart. And I was like... Yeah, it sucks. And then like Dragon Age, right? The first Dragon Age is so so fucking good. The second one's a bit disappointing for me. I know some people like it. Inquisition's cool. It's not like amazing. Inquisition's cool, cool, but it's not Dragon Age. Yeah. It's really weird how they (laughs) fucking made this awesome game and they're bragging about like, we're bringing this kind of game back. EA's like, we're bringing this fucking genre back. And they did it. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is dope. 
And then Dragon Age 2 came out. It's like, what are you doing? And then fucking Inquisition comes out. It's like... It's a neat game, but it probably should have been called something else. That's fine, but I'm just like... Why'd you make that then? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? That was good. Why Why are you just like, we're making this. You like that? Well, we're going to change a little bit. Yeah, so I think... Um, he is led by fucking idiots, man. <laughs> uh, what I, I think in the Bioware spectrum of things, I think whoever's creatively in charge really needs to rethink um, what's going on there. Because um, very similarly, I don't. it's not really an exciting name for me anymore, unfortunately. It's not. It's fu- so. it, that fucking blows. Mm-hmm. Bioware used to be like one of the big names. They're making a game where you're like, pay attention. Yeah. And now they make something like, oh, God, what are they going to do? It's scary. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so. what are they going to fuck up this time? It's like Sega. Yeah. If Sega's like, we are got a game coming on. I'm like, okay. Did you make it or did you pay someone to make it? Yeah. We'll, we'll see if it's fucking <laughs> one of the two percent of your games that are decent. Yeah, like you know, Fantasy Star is fun. So yeah, they they got some good ones every once in a while. That's an eight year old game though. So fucking, what are they doing right now? I don't know. Yakuza paying someone cool. else to make Sonic better for them. Yeah, <laughs> they should just always do that. Always do that. Just find people who make good games and be like, hey, make a good game for us. And they're like, okay, Sega, I'll do it. And then, yeah, the, the, the Frostbite thing, 100%, man. That engine was very hyper-specifically designed for a game. Um, and other companies have kind of done uh, Ubisoft has kind of done this, though. They now have multiple engines. So it is nice to see at least one company go, eh, you can't use it for everything. They need to also do that Ubisoft does dabble quite a bit they have they have like I, I, think I they swear have like they got a couple engines. proprietary engines mm-hmm. and then they also use other engines yeah but uh because some of their games I'm like I'm looking at the the landscape and I'm like this is a lot like that other game yeah it's really interesting they're re- all their engines are real good about like I swear they just got like a satellite it looks at the ground and goes and just fucking takes all the info and then it just goes didn't they say they have a a, a tool that essentially just creates they have to because yeah. they fucking make Way too big fucking areas that are super detailed in like two years. Yeah. And anybody else is CD Projekt Red taking fucking forever to right. go, we're going <laughs> to detail this city. And Ubisoft's like, you can just copy it and then copy paste it. And then and <laughs> it's not going to exactly. have all the cool details of someone who meticulously crafted it. But we made a big area that no one else is making this detailed very quickly. For sure. It's impressive. It, it is impressive. It's, it's super impressive. Yeah. And and one they make the only games that people go in a positive way almost. It, it, I guess as positive as it can be. This place is too big for me to explore. <laughs> positive some people, negative yeah. other people. Yeah. Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is one of the first games uh in my gaming career that I've heard more people than not say games can be too big. Yeah. It, they can be too big. And I felt that. I played it for fucking hours. I left like the first like I, a couple islands, got to the next area, and then you go over to the ocean. And then after I beat that area, I've been playing the game for like 20 hours or some shit. And I looked at it, and I was like, am I going to go to all these places? Yeah. Like, what is this an MMO? Like, what the fuck is going on That's here? funny, because like, that was kind of like, uh, was it Just Cause 3? Had a this. huge map. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. which is, dude, there, there used to be this, me and Josh used to talk about, talk about this all the time back in the, the, the old days of Xbox and 360 and shit. We're like, oh, these maps are getting bigger, bigger. People used to brag about it. Like, that's two and a half times the size map, of Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'm like, we've nailed it. We've already seen big maps. Yeah. Make them detailed. Make me want to stay in them. Yeah. They just, need, they need to be fun at yeah. this point. Don't make yeah. a, the worst thing ever. I don't care about the size of the map. Any size map, if it's dead feeling, I don't like it. 
Or it just doesn't matter. Or if it's flat, it's just a flat fucking plane. Like, I don't care about the size. Yeah, you're the just fucking... in boxes at that point fighting things. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, I play fucking, we were talking about this recently, but like, um, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, they like remade like Bohemia from that time. And like, when you walk in the woods, you feel like you get lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like little creeks and shit where like, it like goes down in there, but it kind of bumps up and then the Creek goes up and it kind of all is lumpy and shit. And it feels organic or even like the Witcher three, you're going through a fucking forest. Uh, and, and then into a, like a beautiful field where the wind's blowing and then the trees are creaking and shit. And like it, it, it the world just feels alive. Yeah. And then you play other games where like you're walking around and it's just a desolate wasteland with a couple trees here and there. Copy paste. And enemies just standing in the field. And you go fucking kill them, and then you run into a town, and there's just NPCs standing around everywhere. And I'm just like, why am I here? <laughs> who who sent me to hell? <laughs> anyway. But the last thing I want to comment on with that is uh, the Unreal Four comment. I think that is, is pretty much a no brainer, and it's, it's that's just them being stubborn, quite honestly, because Unreal is capable of ridiculous amounts Unreal's of things as good so. as you want to make it yeah that's up yeah. to you it just gives you an easy tool to fucking do it yeah and that's what i mean that's that's their bread and butter anyways besides Fortnite at this point but yeah. um they that's make their bread and butter yeah they make they, they 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 put the time in to make the modular engine that everyone can use and they throw it out there for people to do as such and then they start the next one so mm-hmm. yeah use yeah. it for sure anything else no, it's been a long episode. <laughs> For sure. This is a very long episode. We watched Final Fantasy twice. We watched the fucking Division 10-minute trailer. We talked about Sonic. We we did what we've been playing. And then we read your guys' comments. You guys, awesome comments. Thank you for commenting. Thank you. Uh, if there's something you want us to talk about uh, or you got a comment that you'd like us to uh, talk about on the show, type in hashtag AskTLG and we'll prioritize it. Uh, again, thank you for commenting, everybody, even if we didn't read it, uh, although I did make an effort to try and read all the comments. Um and uh, yeah, but that's gonna do it for this episode of Taste Cast. Unless you have anything else to say at all, nothing. That's gonna do it for this episode of Taste Cast on Taste of Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook, and TikTok at Taste of Gaming. Check out our streams. Links down below. I'm on everything. Chevy's on a couple things, and uh, we have a Discord link down below as well. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us in audio form, and Yeah, look forward to Taste Tuesday. Until then, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Uh, And yeah, have a good night, guys. And take it easy.